Attention, Shit. people of Earth. What's going Attention, on there? people of Earth. Do not be alarmed. Stand by for an important message. Stand by for an important message. And now, Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. Oh, please let it be fantastic. Of course. Yes, yes, yes. It's rather good, isn't it? Hey, I'm just enjoying the show. Inconceivable! I can't take it anymore! There's no need for that attitude. Don't make me go to the larder and unseal a tin of whoop-ass. We came, we saw, we kicked it there. How freaking cool is that shit? Great Scott! I reject your reality and substitute my own. Nice, right? I learned that one from you, guy. Bang it out. <laughs> we are going live. Yeah. Feel free to hang around for a while. Oh, God, this makes me happy. Live on all the Internet's webs and tubes, it's Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. Live on any Media Weekly Radio, streaming worldwide and podcasting who the fuck knows where. This is Mike Check Radio for Saturday, J- I almost said January, June 23rd, 2018. Um, Miles, let me give you a little tip for the day when you inevitably have to take over for me because I had a stress-induced heart attack. What? Don't wait to test your new microphone until right before the show. That's a good safety that, tip, Egon. That, Thanks. <laughs> thank you. Oh, calling me out for audi- audibles right out the gate. Yeah, that is an important. Uh, that 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 is an important safety right, tip. Important safety tip. Thanks, Egon. <laughs> I was like, eh, everything's fine. What could possibly <laughs> go wrong? <laughs> My microphone was like, oh, I am going to exploit that. Uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Join me as always on the great city of Port St. Lucie, Florida, Michelle Ligon. How how are you holding up? We, we you're having a rough time tonight. Yeah, it's getting worse, but I'm here. Hey. Well, I mean, it's not too late to duck out. I, I'm not gonna like fire you for it. I I mean, I'm I'm just giving you I'm just giving you the option if you don't feel up to it. Yep, no, I'm here. All right. Uh, no one can... I, I, I'm a sport. I, uh, anyway, also joining us are the great city of Port St. Lucie, Florida, Miles Ligon. Uh, yep, hi, I'm here. Hello. And out of Columbus, Ohio, returning to fill John's space seat, whatever we call it, Ms. Cat. Hello. Hello, um... I'm not sure that you wanted to phrase it quite the way that you did, though. I'm sorry. Yeah, phrasing, boom. Why the hell is my... Yeah, phrasing, boom. All right. So... It's been... Is it me, or is this administration just the political equivalent of Mr. Toad's Wild Ride? It is a circus, a three-ring circus, um, with uh, a pile of manure in the first ring. Uh, second ring, this bodies. Uh, third ring, shattered dreams. What, 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 uh, shattered dreams. Okay, let's go with that. You know, I I wouldn't even 
compare it to a circus because circuses are fun and enjoyable. I compare it to a tent revival. <laughs> I compare it to what's the most painful thing possible? Um, a tent revival. Having your groin, having your groin abused by a small child repeatedly while you get a while you get a, while you have your molars drilled right into without benefit of anesthesia. Um. Yeah, I, I I have to confess that earlier this week I was feeling, you know how you feel that, just lethargic, just sort of like, oh, I mean, it just was just never ending. Like, like, and then like Marvin the Trump Paranoid Android. Himself. What? Oh, like Marvin the yeah. Paranoid Android. Yeah, I felt I felt that kind of low, and then Trump reversed himself, which I understand. There's much more to do. It's not a complete solution to the problem i know but it made it made me feel better because it made the racists like ann coulter pissed which makes me happy yes so. i i too live to see racists angry yeah and uh and uh you know uh you know who's well we'll talk about her later but uh, you know i bet you a racist that's really unhappy is uh sarah huckabee sanders <laughs> when um that there was a uh it was obama he came down here and there was this republican pizza place owner and it gave obama a hug a bear hug that was here in florida in fort pierce and he got shit from the right wing like you wouldn't believe and michelle and i went to his uh place of business and gave him we 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 did we gave him business yep, just for that alone. Big Apple Pizza. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, this this restaurant that that kicked out uh, Sarah. Oh, uh, I'm we'll sure there's going to be some that ban her, but yeah, I'm sure I'm hoping that restaurant gets more business. Well, I did see Rain and one of her friends discussing making a oh, it was Sandy and Derwood, that's who it was, discussing making a special trip to that restaurant on the other side of Virginia. <laughs> so, nice. Yeah, well, we'll support these places. Go ahead. I will say I, I made a tasteless joke about her getting <clears throat> kicked out because pigs aren't service animals, and that was wrong of me. That I, I, I was wrong to do well, that. At least, at least you admit it. Pigs no. are a proud, stately animal. <laughs> Adam, my my commentary on it was, well, you know, the business has a right to their to deny uh, service to individuals who who serving them would violate a deeply held religious belief against serving, serving assholes, liars, and liars and hypocrites right you know? see they love the idea of being allowed to discriminate against people but as soon I... as they're hoisted on their own petard oh, yeah, well, oh, oh that's like the story that was out last night or yesterday or whenever it was about all of these poor incel dudes who work for the administration who can't get a date in D.C. because they work for this administration. And they're, oh, woe is me. It's more than the dudes. Yeah, well, you know, anybody well, yeah. who is we'll talk about that. for the administration. We'll talk, about, we'll talk about that, but first, let's talk about... Um, 
let's talk about the brain jackass that is Corey Lewandowski. Oh. Yeah. Wah, wah. Because this guy is a total asshole. And, I mean, there are kids being tossed in cages, and your response is to go, wah, wah. I read a... I he was talking you, about a, a, a handicapped one. Yeah, yeah I can a tell 10-year-old you, girl with downs. Yeah, I can tell you this, that if I were in the same studio as, as that fucker, I would have knocked him flat on his ass over that. I've, I've gone to school, you know, I've, I've shared classrooms with students with Down syndrome because as someone with ADHD, I was put in special ed during high school. I had so, some of my best friends were students with Down syndrome. You sick motherfucker. How dare you? The guy on that show right there did exactly what you did right now. Just said, how dare you? I mean, he just called him out right oh, yeah. there live. Well, we've got, would you like to hear that? I think, I, why is my, my, my mom Why not? That? Here we go. I mean, look, I, I read today about a 10-year-old uh, girl with Down syndrome who was taken from her mother and put in a cage. Wah, wah. I read about a, a did you say want want to a 10-year-old with Down syndrome what being I taken said from is her you mother? Can pick anything How you dare want you? Up, but the bottom line How is very dare clear. You? When you cross absolutely the border dare you, illegally, you How have dare given you? up the we rights have of this country. Being taken from look, their we mothers. are a country with borders. We have borders. infants we are stolen laws. from and their mothers and put into cages. And you want your parents to understand this. They understand something Nobody very can hear clearly. When you, both talk. So when wait, you cross the border illegally, you, sir? when you how commit a crime, you? you are taken away from she your family. She has Down syndrome and she was taken right. from her mother. All right, Zach, you go to oh, any on, country Corey. in the Let's world, Zach to where you commit point. a crime, you... Fuck you. Wow. And just so we're nice. clear, I pulled, I pulled what Corey Lewandowski said. He did He did do the, the sad trumpet thing. Wow. I read a... That is, that is compressed, amplified, just so we can be very clear that he was mocking this child and her pain. I am more than ready to hear that same sound again as soon as Trump is impeached. Well, you and know, the, we're the gonna... right wing starts crying. Well, you know, well, that... yeah. Yes, Kat. Well, the, the thing is, that you have to remember is you should never expect humanity from, from somebody who was who not only who not only assaulted a female reporter he assaulted a female breitbart reporter and managed to hold on to his job as campaign manager for four months afterwards yeah you know this guy knows he's screwed up when this guy starts calling him out over it and he immediately goes into the talk over the other person tactic yeah trying to deflect so you know, yeah, he knew he knows he screwed up. You, you know, Corey Lewandowski reminds me of this, and and just in case anyone doesn't know where this where I got this the audio for this bump, this is Mark Hamill at San Diego Comic Con 2012 talking about Mitt Romney. I'm just gonna play the bump because I don't have the actual clip. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber. And I'm sure he's a nice guy, but I think he's like the thing. He only imitates human behavior. He's not actually human himself. Mike Ch That's Corey Lewandowski to a T. He's not a human being. 
He's imitating wow. be human behavior. He's not human himself. <clears throat> Coco was more of a human than this motherfucker. Uh, Coco's a loss. I, I, that animal made me so happy. Oh, we'll talk it, about it, that it, later. Okay. But, I'm just saying yeah, he was more of a human being than this than this bastard. And it, and it's funny because he immediately tried to rephrase or uh, reframe his wah wah statement as as ma trying to make it like he was doing it about the people who were complaining yes. about you know the that, illegal that was, yeah you know, like the, you know yeah and he was just he was backpedaling so fast you know I'm surprised he, you know he he didn't break his neck <laughs> <laughs> he got whiplash ass whiplash. Yeah, he saw how bad the optics were. Maybe not as bad as, uh, well, no, it is as bad, I'd say, as what Melania did. But, yeah, bad optics. This this administration just as the... As Who the, is um, advising that woman? Who said, yeah, wear this jacket that says, I don't care, do you. That That's a good choice, Mel Melanoma. You rock it, you turkey. I mean... <laughs> well, wow. Uh, and it's not even like it's a new jacket. This is a jacket that sold two years ago. So not only is it in bad taste, it's also sadly out of fashion. Well, in her defense, it was 85 degrees in the airport that day. So, you know, poor lady. Yeah. I felt the chills. You know, maybe we should start the maybe we should rip Baron away from melanoma, toss him in a cage, and ship her ass back to where she came from since she stole a genius grant from someone who actually deserved it. Well, were we? Were I, I'm we, sorry. Um, sleeping your way to a green card is not a sign of genius. Yeah, no, it's not what you know; it's who you know, and uh, you know this kind of. Favoritism in our system is just is, is just is abhorrent. But you know, I, I'd like to think that America's waking up. I you know, eh. uh, it looks like it, it looks like America is. It, it, it does look it does look like it. I'm just hoping that you know, come this November, there, there's someone somewhere that uh, that's going to have an I have I am an any sign and ready to use it. You know, I'm just saying. No, I'm just, I'm just a little, all right, so, um, let's get to, uh, Congressman Ted Liu. Um, I'm just, I, I'm, I, this is a longer clip, but he was playing audio from, um, that was recorded at the one of, let's call them what they are. Let's call them what they are. Concentration camps. It's not a pretty, it's not a pretty term, but that is exactly what these are. These are concentration camps. The only thing that separates these from what the Nazis were running in World War II is piles and piles of corpses. Um, so Ted Lieu goes on the floor of the house and starts playing audio using his phone. And uh, just notice how, how uh, the... Yes? Uh, it appears we might have a slight problem. Um, they're hearing music on the station instead of us. Uh, oh. when was it, uh... Kenny said it in Facebook uh, Messenger, and Living says they're hearing music. Okay. I think we're on the air again. Is that a problem with butt? 
yeah, it was a problem with butt. It was not okay. connecting. Uh, sorry about that, guys. <laughs> but you can hear that all on the podcast because that was running just fine. Um, apparently, butt was not connecting like it should. Yeah, connection, connection, connection. Yep, it was butt. Of course, my butt has to be out of sorts. Mm. Well, hi, I'm Miles from Port St. Lucie. <laughs> this <laughs> again, folks. Do not if you when you buy when you buy a new microphone. Don't wait until the you know like five minutes before showtime to double check and make sure it's work. Do not just assume everything is going to be fine because it's the same model of microphone you had before. Thanks, Egon. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, important safety tip. Thanks, Egon. But you can hear everything we talked about. We uh, we were we, we covered Corey Lewandowski making an ass of himself. Sarah just, Huckabee Sanders. Sarah yeah. Huckabee. We'll talk about that in more detail because uh, there was a segment on CNN about that today that I got. Because uh, let me tell you that I understand partially why someone like Anna Navarro doesn't want to, to change her party. I understand. She thinks she can save the Republican Party, and, and I'm hoping that one day soon she realizes she can't. Sometimes the way you save something is to let it go and destroy it. Um, well, I'll just say that the Republican Party's death is a little premature. I, I thought it would die with the end of W. I thought, oh, this is it. You know, economic crash. Again, the American people finally learned their lesson. <laughs> Boy, was I wrong. What's it, what it's going to take is for the old timers, the 70 plus year old voters that watch and listen to Fox News when they die off. That is, you know, what, how much, what was the, it, anyone know the median age of the Fox News viewer? Uh, the number? Seventy. I, I think it's well. Wait, hold on. I think we have. I think we have a clip for this. Okay. Um, and, and that you know that. It's over nine thousand. <laughs> <laughs> so my point is Thank that you, uh, the death of the Republican Party is not going to be a quick implosion. It's going to be a slow process, and oh, patience well, yes, is required. But but I'm saying that this republic, the Republican Party as it exists today, cannot be saved. No, it is too corrupt. It is basically a cancer. And, you know, I, I'm sorry, Ana Navarro. I understand. I understand you believe in the in the ideas that the Republican Party supposedly believes in. They never believed in those. It was a front, a lie, a cheat. It was meant for gullible people like you to get them to vote against their own best interests. Your true Republic home is with the Democratic Party. I'll just say the Republican Party core is about the rich and the powerful. Yeah. And the rich and the powerful use abortion, racism, white supremacy, all that ugly shit to church, to just get people to vote with them going, yeah, we'll support, we'll do the things you want. You hate that brown person? You got it. We'll throw all that, all that your way. Oh, you want an abortion undone? You got it. Just vote for us. And in the meantime, while well, they, they, they scam these people, they just keep putting in uh, tax cuts, cutting, uh, what was it that just got cut? The, the Medicare or food stamps for veterans 
or military families. <laughs> oh, gosh. I wonder if anyone's going to learn the lesson from that. I mean, probably not. And, and like I probably said, not. until until we, we find a way to baby-proof the White House. Oh, I, did you hear about Rhode Island? Yes, I did. And that's a great start. Don't get me wrong. I would feel better if, say, Florida were to sign on to that. Baby steps. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying that until uh, I I don't see our allies being willing to trust us and and make deals with us if they know some jackhole in four year in four years time can come around and just basically shit on everything again. Uh, two and a half years, but yeah. But you get my point. You get my I point. Do. I do. Unfortunately, world politics requires stability, which is not something our system is conducive to. <clears throat> nope, it's not. And so we're going to have to look at some major reforms, and part of that is going to be looking at looking at the Electoral College and examining whether or not to abolish it or reform it. Um, and another part of that is going to be starting, you know, is the states that are taking initiative, like Rhode Island, saying... We're not going to, you know, we have the right to control whether or not you are on our ballot. If you want to be yep. on our ballot, you have to do this. In this case, yep. release your tax forms. All right, we're going to go to break. It. We're going to go to break, and when we come back, we'll talk more about uh, Babygate. And then we'll talk about uh, Sarah Fuckabee Sanders getting thrown out of that restaurant because, oh, Mike, that's that's the good news this week. Oh, that Nielsen lady. Yeah, that was, yeah, yeah. You got I the audio for that? Even, uh, no, Stephen I don't. Miller. Stephen, Stephen I don't have, Miller. Yeah, I, I don't have the audio from uh, ne- Nielsen, but, you okay. know, I'm all for this. Why should conservatives be able to eat in peace? Let's talk about it after break. All right, we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber. And I'm sure he's a nice guy, but I think he's like the thing. He only imitates human behavior. He's not actually human himself. Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber at Indie Media Weekly Radio.
drive between the cones. Old pickup beds all rusted in the front yard. No one tries to keep up with Mr. Jones. Work hard all day. Now it's time to unload when the sun Hi, this is Adam Hebert of Mike Check Radio and Midnight Sun. Normally, we here at Indie Media Weekly would do these station IDs, but today we have a special guest. You're listening to Indie Media Weekly, and I'm Lex Lang. That's IndieMediaWeekly.com, extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. Stay with me and experience the glory of Plaid Sundays, two gigantic hours of grunge running from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Eastern, here on Indie Media Weekly. Whether it's the distorted guitars or the emotive lyricism, few can deny the lasting influence of a genre that dressed down a generation. So turn it on and get inspired. It works for me, and I know that I'm not the only one. Plaid Sundays, only on Indie Media Weekly, extraterrestrial radio. All the power without the tower. Ciao. Yeehaw! Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Come on down to Southern Progressive Revival to hear the best and worst of Southern politics once again. We've got all brand new 2016 episodes for the low, low price of 100% free and tons of extras, including guests, rants, and flustered hosts and co-hosts. Think your credit ain't good enough? We don't care. Think you don't have nothing to hear since you ain't from the South? Well, that ain't right. You reckon that Yankee pick feller's got more class than us? Well, that might be true. But let's do this. Come listen to Southern Progressive Revival live every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Indie Media Weekly, Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Come now and we'll throw in a free pine tree air freshener. Wow. Indie Media Weekly Radio is proud to bring you the Thomas Jefferson Hour, a radio program that models civil discourse, critical thinking, and good citizenship. Join nationally acclaimed humanity scholar and award-winning first-person interpreter of Thomas Jefferson, Clay Jenkinson, for the Thomas Jefferson Hour, Tuesdays at 10 a.m., Sundays at 4 p.m. The Thomas Jefferson Hour on Indie Media Weekly Radio. Visit them at jeffersonhour.com. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. This company's going to shoot straight to the top and stay there, like Cindy Lauper. Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert at Indie Media Weekly Radio. And we're back. Right? I think we are. That's the plan. Let's double check. But it's okay. All right. I think we're good, but... <laughs> 
Anyway, join me as always out of the great city of Port St. Lucie, Florida, the... Oops. GM Galaxy Master, Miles Lagon. Hi! Hello! And also out of Port St. Lucie, Florida, the Rogue DM Dungeon Master, Michelle Lagon. Hello, hello! And out of Columbus, Ohio, Cat. Oh, hi. Sorry for the rough voice. The grass pollen is awful around here these days. One second. Yeah, we've been uh, getting getting some wonderful little mold spores and stuff because it rains for a couple days and then it stops and then it's humid and then the mold starts growing. Then it starts raining again and all puffs up. It's It's insane. So I got the stuffy nose too. I feel for you. <laughs> Alright, so previous, so we were talking about uh, Kittygate and, you know, good, Schittler was forced to back down. That's great. But he could do it again. Uh, oh, th- yeah. Thankfully, it looks like his lies didn't take hold, like when he was blaming the Democrats or saying Obama did. I love how conservatives... Okay, first of all, no, Obama didn't do it too. He only separated minors from people who were dangerous. He didn't lock them in cages. And even if Obama did do it, you guys are the ones who go around saying, oh, we're so moral and upright. Those Democrats are just a bunch of heinous pigs. If separating children from their families was an Obama policy, Trump would have undone it. Yeah. Well, that and the right wing would have been in arms about it the entire time. We're the family party. This yeah, we're the family party. Yeah, you know, all the they would have, they would have gotten their their little church groups out there and given them their marching orders, and they would have yeah. been out there protesting all of that crap. Trying to take the moral high ground. Yeah. Alright, so, uh, anyway, back to Ted Lou. Now, like I said, this is a longer clip. I couldn't, I didn't want to, like, edit it. But he went to the floor of the house and started playing audio from one of the, again, call them what they are, concentration camps. Uh, and what I, what I like, somebody mentioned calling them, like, Trump bills or Trump camps or Trump, put his name on them. Put I, Trump's name on it yeah. to make it his. Yeah, so that's actually it. that's actually a good idea. He that's would actually, hate that. Oh yeah, he would because he he only cares. He only cares, he cares about, about his, his brand. Yeah, it's his brand. Yeah. No, I crash it. Proceed. All right. Uh. Anyway, here we go. The gentleman will suspend. For what reason, Madam <laughs> Speaker? The gentleman is in breach of quorum. Cite the rule, Madam Speaker. Rule 17 of the House. There's that no prohibits rule, that says I rule can't 17. Miss, the gentleman will suspend. Why are you rule, trying to prevent the American people rule from listening to what it sounds like in the pension of the House prohibits facility. the use these are of that babies device. and kids in a detention facility. Why do you not let the American people hear what they are saying? 
the gentleman will suspend the use of the device. There is no rule in the House that says I cannot play sounds from a detention facility. The gentleman will suspend the use of the device. It is in violation of Rule 17. Read the rule. It does not say I cannot play sounds from a detention facility. The rule 17 prohibits the use of an electronic device to make sounds in the chamber. The gentleman, why are we hiding from the gentleman will suspend. Why are we hiding from the gentleman will suspend per rule 17 of the house? We have 2,300 babies and kids. Yeah, the keep being that gavel, asshole. I hope this someone shoves it up your ass. The house that prohibits the use of a device to make sounds in the chamber. We have 2,300 babies and kids in detention facilities were ripped away from their parents. I think the American people need to hear this. <laughs> you know they're just frantically finding a way to get the to get him to make him stop. Kill the mic. Yeah. Will the gentleman suspend per rule 17 of the house? Will the lady the pull her head out of her ass? The tape of the detention facility. Babies and children who are ripped wow. away from their parents. Oh my God. Well, brutal. When she read that rule, it said the rules, the use of, of an electronic form. device to make sounds, which to me sounds like, say, a fart machine or something yeah. like that, and not a tape player. And you'll notice she sucked. She tried to sick the sergeant. Arms on. That's just like a little bit, mommy. <laughs> <laughs> I missed that. What did she say? That I, did, she, I didn't hear. She, what she basically said. tried to sick the sergeant at arms on him. What What did she say? To I didn't hear it. She said the sergeant. Did she say sergeant get him or what? I missed that. The sergeant. The sergeant at arms won't force the rule. Oh, apparently he didn't. You know, I, I didn't. I had. I haven't seen the video of this. I know I, what. You know, see, uh, if it were me, I could tell you. I've been a lot. Been a lot less diplomatic. I would just said. Keep banging that gavel. I'm going to come shove it up your ass. <laughs> well, there is a certain level of decorum, but this guy was fuck holding his ground, and good I, for him. Fuck I, 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 I do like to say that the Republican Party does have a history of not liking tapes being played. <laughs> that is true. That they, they, don't, they don't understand. They, they aren't familiar with audio tape. Are you familiar with audio tape? <laughs> <laughs> And that was from the perfect episode too. That was the Nixon episode. Yeah, that was, that, was great. that that was the first Nixon episode. Yeah, didn't didn't uh, like Bell try to play the tapes and then when they wouldn't let him, he had to read them into the record. Huh? As far as I know, this is all in the record. But, right. Back in back in the nineteen seventies. When some of the first Nixon tapes came out, Mike Ravel tried to play them to get them into the record. And they 
they told him that wasn't allowed. So he went ahead and read the transcripts of the tapes into the record. Hmm. Well, I, I say, well, they're, you know, look, I'm all for decorum in the house, but when we have children being ripped away from their mothers and basically a tyrant trying to impose his will on the American people, this is not the time for, for manners. This is the time to go tell that idiot banging the gavel, go fuck yourself. I'm, uh, I, I, um, uh, I like them. I, I don't want, I, I hear what you're saying, Adam, but when you start to do that, what it does is it opens a tit for tat fight. And I would rather let the voices of the children, which I feel are more powerful than telling the speaker to go fuck themselves. I'm just, I just, I think the children crying, it has more of an effect than just standing up there and yelling at the opposition, telling them they're assholes. This, this I think was really awesome. I think he did an awesome job with it. I, oh. My laughter is not at the, the children crying. It's the, the brutalness of how those Republicans must have felt at like, oh my God, the optics on this look horrible. Well, you know, maybe we could find out where she's having dinner and then <laughs> she won't be able to object to the tape. You know, I hope that that idiot, I, I forget her name. I don't care to remember it. I hope she's holding the, I, I, I want her to be the one to have to give Nancy Pelosi the gavel in January. Uh, Not so tough now, are you? <laughs> I, I don't know. Nancy might be the one. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Whoever it is. Whoever it is, I, I think, agree. I think that this person should be the one to have to turn over the gavel. Okay. Well, I don't think it'll that's be Ryan. Ca that's called Ryan irony. Yeah. Karma, sure. Yeah. Got it. You know, and I will say that a lot of the audio... Um, see here a lot of the um yes i'm, I'm trying i'm trying to find something that's fine the cut i, I was just hearing um in, in the chat it looks like heather's saying that that was uh karen handle ah good we have a name now promptly forget it because i don't care to know who she is Oh, she's the one who was the head of Komen that was giving money away to Republicans because because they the whatever she was giving money to the Republicans and that turned a lot of people off of the Susan G. Komen Foundation. Ah, yes, now I remember. Well, still. Just saying. Know thine enemy. Mm. Nobody's mm -hmm. perfect. I edited this stuff while I was on lunch. Okay. Well, uh, no, I, I'm saying that in response to the now I don't care to know who she is any longer. And it's like, no, it's important to know who these assholes are. So we know who the assholes are. Well, they're assholes. That's all we need to know about them. <laughs> I'm, Miles, I'm guessing yeah, you don't agree. 
certain qualities and vintages of assholes. You need to know them so you can separate, you know, your purely refined asshole from your new neo-Nazi white asshole. <laughs> you have to be able to separate them out, you know? It, it makes sense. Uh, you know, so you I, know the quality of the asshole you're listening to. Uh, you're right. There are I useful hate. assholes that pass waste in there. Oh. There are right. useless assholes. Yeah. And then there's Karen Handel. All right, here's the clip I was looking, frantically looking for. You know, nasty little fellows such as yourself always get their comeuppance. <laughs> they do? Oh, yes. Always. Yes, I love that clip. So, as far as agreement, uh, you know, I would like to know names. I want them exposed for who they are. I don't want the assholes or whatever we're going to call them to go back into the shadows and live in the dark and fester until they get somebody else in power. I want them exposed. I don't want... Uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders to be able to just slink off into the dark after Trump is gone, whether it's impeachment or res- resignation or he just serves out his first term, whatever the case may be. I don't want her to be able to come back and go, "Hey, I'm back. Let's you know do this again." I I want I, I want her. I, I want pain. <laughs> I want pain to be dished out. I want it. I want these people exposed. So, I know. So I choose to expose myself. No, I'm just playing. I was just quoting Tim Curry from Clue. <sighs> so. Okay. Uh, Next up, I'm 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 coming. Uh, so here is uh Fox and Freaks. <sighs> you know what? No, let's let, let's go to a tea party freak freaking out over being, people calling out Donald Trump's racism. Here is a cut one from CNN. Aaron, Aaron, being separated why, from their mothers. Amy, why, why are these things even in the no, same sentence? You said, then give me the wall. Why were you not so concerned about this when the Obama administration was doing it? When you're they showing these pictures of these so-called pages, the Obama administration said they did not do this. The Obama administration said they did not do this. Yes, they did. Well, give us the facts. Give us the paper. Don't say it blindly. Give us the facts. Show me. Show me. You, the press came not. out and was running pictures of what happened back in 2014. And then when they were called out on it, oh, they backpedaled. Now here we are. Let's Those adjourn the, the board. Close the line. This is issue and humanity, not about politics. This is the issue about humanity. Emily, this is an issue about humanity, not about politics. Yeah. This this is this is classic whataboutism. I and know. The, yeah. the, the, it is not the right procedure to tell to argue with them and say it didn't happen. The right thing to handle whataboutism is straight straight up this. All right. So what you're saying is Obama did it, and that two wrongs make a right. No, your no, no. guy did wrong, therefore our guy should be able to do wrong. But he That's your point. didn't do it. You can't not just see that point. <laughs> She's just going to yell at you with this back and forth. Yes, he did. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. No, he didn't. you got to get to the core of the logical fallacy, which is the. All right. Yeah. The, what 
what was done, why why there were children that were taken into protective custody. These children were coming over the border without any parents. They were coming right. over in in the possession of coyotes who were going to do something nefarious with them once they got them here. They were coming over, you know, by themselves because they had gotten separated from people. You know, it wasn't that they were taking away and being put into dog kennels just because they were crossing the border with their parents. It was because they were children that were in danger. But the problem is that the people on the right, whether it's one of these talking heads on Fox News or the guy down the block from you, they're all so invested in the propaganda that's already being pushed out there that, well, Obama did the same thing, even though it's a complete freaking lie, and there's nothing you can do to convince them that it's not a lie. The only thing you can do is what they were attempting to do there, which is refute it and say, no, that's not what happened. But consider the audience. If you're on Fox News and you're trying to refute the propaganda, it's not going to sink in with the audience anyway. Yep, and they're going to just believe the lies anyways because that's what they want to believe. Yep. And the thing is, I wish... Oh, I wish they would start... The actual news sources, I know some of them are doing good about this, but start referring to these people as refugees because that is what they are. They are not illegal immigrants. They are refugees. They are fleeing countries that we screwed up to begin with. Exactly. That was the next point I was going to (laughs) make. Sorry. And, And these are countries that we've been screwing up progressively going back to the Carter administration. And before this wave was the wave of refugee immigrants, I remember in the 70s when I was little, we had waves of refugee immigrants from Southeast Asia. Yep. I don't know about you, but I ended up with Laotian kids in my school who came from a country that the CIA fucked up. Mm-hmm. And just, just remember a date, September 11th, 1973. Oh, uh, you, okay. don't have, you don't have to tell me about that one. <laughs> I, dated, yeah. I, I dated a girl whose father was one of the socialist mayors in Chile that the CIA had captive. Yeah, that's that's one of the things when people start, you know, you know, start clamoring about uh, September 11th and how such a bad day it was. I said, yeah, it was, especially in 1973 when we caused, you know, the, you know, we we destroyed a government and put a uh, ruler in place who killed thousands and thousands of people. Yep. There and, you go. <laughs> and a lot of the uh, a lot of the leaders who were uh, taken into custody by Pinochet and by the uh, CIA, were taken to the soccer stadium in Santiago and gunned down en masse. Yep. Mass graves. Just remember that. Mass graves that we were responsible for. Oh, no, yep. we weren't responsible for it. It was, it was the, the government that was in charge. No, we put that government in charge because we didn't want a, another socialist government down there. Yeah, and, and my, my ex-girlfriend, who I'm still very friendly with, we talk all the time, she ended up um, in the UK as a refugee. 
because of the CIA. So, you know, you can imagine the discussion she and I have had about what's going on with uh, the southern border here. Yeah, so stop calling these people illegal immigrants. They're refugee asylum seekers. Yep. Have some heart, you right-wing nutbag. They, they don't. <sighs> they sold their souls for power. That's, you know, that's yeah. what happened here. They sold their yep. soul for power. And uh, guys, just a reminder, Satan will eventually come to collect. Enjoy hanging out in hell with Hitler. And uh, in the meantime, let's, uh, you know, make your lives uncomfortable for you and, and use your uh, religious objections to serving people against you and shit like that. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, we're not going to play more from that shit show. I just love how she freaked out. You know, at, look, I looked it up on Snopes. It didn't happen. It's been fact-checked into oblivion. It's been fact-checked into the board. No, Obama didn't lock children up in cages or rip apart families. Find yourself some new lies to peddle because that stinky old bullshit won't fly here. Yeah. Unfortunately, they don't listen to us, so. Of course not. Then they would actually learn something. All they're interested in is confirmation bias. Exactly. You know, they as soon as they hear something that they want to hear, okay, that their mind is closed like a steel tra- trap. I get it all the time from from one of the few conservative friends I have. He is all he'll post that he, you know, he's a smart guy. Mm-hmm. I respect that. But he all he, he's always posting from these right wing sources like this, like what he posted today to make the case that Obama did it too, that the left does. The, at all, he was claiming the left doesn't care about the kids. Said, you know, that's that's some nice projectionism there. You might want to open the line of movie theaters and put that talent to some good use because you're a failure as political commentary. He hasn't gone back to me about that yet. Curious. They 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 don't like facts. So hey. No, fa- I've said it before. Cat, you can you can back me up on this. I've said this consistently. Facts are to Republicans what the Bible, what the cross is to a vampire. When confronted with it, they shriek and burst into flames and die horribly. No, they don't shriek and burst into flames and die horribly. They shriek and they shriek and they shriek and they don't stop shrieking. The comparison still stands. <laughs> Michelle, you need to do a monster thing on vampires for D&D. Okay. <laughs> Only if we can just, reference just to the Briarwoods. Just to set it straight. Only if we can reference the Briarwoods. But we're not even in that world, so I know it would make no sense. <laughs> mm. All right. So are we going to get to uh, Sarah's yes, after un- the break. dinner? Yep. Okay. A very merry dinner to you, to you. We'll be right back after this. Thank you. 
You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber. That's the end of Act One. Intermission time. Go get some snacks. Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber at Indie Media Weekly Radio. And now on with the show. Attention, people of Earth. What's going Attention, on there? people of Earth. Do not be alarmed. Stand by for an important message. Stand by for an important message. And now, Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebers. Oh, please let it be fantastic. Of course. Yes, yes, yes. It's rather good, isn't it? Hey, I'm just enjoying the show. Inconceivable! I can't take it anymore! There's no need for that attitude. Don't make me go to the larder and unseal a tin of whoop-ass. We came, we saw, we kicked it ass. How freaking cool is that shit? Great Scott! I reject your reality and substitute my own. Nice, right? I learned that one from you, guy. Bang it out. <laughs> we are going live. Yeah. Feel free to hang around for a while. Oh, God, this makes me happy. I think that's it. Yeah, there we go. Forgot to unmute for a second. And we're back for hour number two here on Mike Chuck Radio. Wait. Yeah, we're good. Was worried there for a second. <laughs> But anyway, joining me as always out of the great city of Port St. Lucie, Florida, Miles Lagan, the GM, Galaxy Master. Hello. Wait, let me unmute. Hello. <sighs> yes, I realize I've been forgetting to unmute quite a bit lately. <laughs> it could be something to do with, you know, the lack of sleep I've been getting. Oh, it's not that big a deal. I mean, it's not like we missed the first 20 minutes of the show for, you know. That was Butt's fault. Hi, Michelle. <laughs> I, I was... <laughs> also joining us at the Great City of Port St. Lucie, Florida, the Rogue DM Dungeon Master, Michelle. Yes, that is, that is me. I have to mute real quick because I have to go shut the refrigerator door that my husband left open. You're welcome. <laughs> Bye. I'll be back in a bit. Okay. And finally, out of Columbus, Ohio, Cat sitting in for John. Thank you for joining us again. I'm excited to talk E3 because we had some great, great stuff this year. Well, um, I don't know why anybody would raid the refrigerator. They should just run down to the old Red Hen. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, our refrigerator beeps when the door is left open. Yeah, ours so. does too. <laughs> You all in your jar. fancy future stuff. Your door is a jar. <laughs> no, it's we a all, door. We all interest in the future because that is where we'll live our lives. Lo- oh, no, that's not what Criswell says. I we'll have to get Kenny's the Criswell expert. We'll have to get him. Uh, but yeah, let's get Kenny. Will be in at the bottom of the hour. We'll be talking about E three, of course, the passing of Coco, and there was something else we wanted to talk about. I just kind of remember Sarah. That. No, we're, yeah, we're getting that now. I haven't forgot that. Okay. No, 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 oh. no. 
That's the fun part of the show. Cool. Um, <clears throat> so Sarah Huckabee Sanders uh, decided to go to a little restaurant in Virginia called the Red Hen. And uh, she was very politely asked to leave because, um, according to the restaurant owner, uh, several of the staff are, are gay. And she felt that they should have the right to, you know, that or, or this owner felt that they should have the right to weigh in on whether or not to, uh, to allow her to eat at this restaurant. And they all said their mind, the majority said no. And so they were asked to leave or she was asked to leave. And, you know, she's talking, you know, so she goes on to to Twitter to to piss and moan about it. Yeah, I was still respect. I I treat people with respect every day. No, you don't. <laughs> well, ultimately, reality. She she used her official press secretary account to whine about it. Yeah. To whine about a personal matter unrelated to her job as press secretary. Right. Uh, and knowing full well she was going to wind up the psychopaths that were that consider Trump their god emperor. Well, I'm hoping our side gets is it's already wound up goes and gives this place some business. Oh yeah. You know, I bet you I bet you it's it's a much better place when it doesn't have the stench of Republican scumbags in it. So here's no, I just here's a question for Sarah, real quick. I'm just gonna ask this real quick. What is it you Republicans have a problem with about the free market? Yeah. Good point. That's a free market exercising itself. What, what yep. what's the problem? Uh, so Sarah on her on the official press secretary uh, Twitter feed said last night I was told by the owner of Red Hand in Lexington, Virginia, to leave because I work for POTUS and I politely left. Her actions say far more about her than about me. I always do my best to treat people, including those I disagree with, respectfully, and will continue to do so. <laughs> she actually believes this. Well, I happen to agree with her. It does say more about this restaurant owner. As a yeah. stand-up type of person. Yeah. Um, in what alternate reality does Sarah Fuckabee Sanders treat anyone with respect? She regularly insults people in front of the entire country. She sneers. She snarks. She, you know, she insults. Yep. She, and, she and, sure doesn't. Yeah, she sure doesn't treat the media in a in a professional, non condescending way. Of course not, because it's a one way street with them. You're supposed to basically bow and kiss Schittler's ass, but don't you dare expect respect from them. They don't have to give you anything. You should be grateful to live in the time of Trump, even as he's basically shitting on everything you love and hold dear. There is a rumor. That uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders is leaving at the end of the year, or before it, anyway. And um, I'd heard that Spicer is having trouble finding a, another job what? after he left. You know, yeah, that's what I'd heard. So I'm hoping that. Um, well, sir, you're saying. Uh, wah, wah. Well, uh, 
I'm just hoping that Sarah finds the same welcoming uh, economic uh, situation once she's gone. Oh, yeah. You know. It, well, do you mind if I read from the uh, article that the Washington Post has on this little instant? Please do. Stephanie Wilkinson was at home Friday evening, nearly 200 miles from the White House, when the choice presented itself. Her phone rang around 8 p.m. It was the chef at the Red Hen, the tiny farm-to-table restaurant that she co-owned just off Main Street in the small city in the western part of the state. Sarah Huckabee Sanders had just walked in and sat down, the chef informed her. He said the staff is a little concerned. What should we do? Wilkinson told the Washington Post. I said I'd be down to see if it's true. It seemed unlikely to her that the tr president press secretary should be dining at a 26-seat restaurant in rural Virginia, but then it was unlikely that her entire staff would have misidentified Sanders, who had arrived last to a table of eight booked under her husband's name. As she made the short drive to the Red Hen, Wilkinson knew only this. She knew Lexington, population 7,000, had voted overwhelmingly against doll hands in a county that voted overwhelmingly for him. She drew the she she knew the community was deeply divided over issues such as Confederate flags. She knew, she said, that her restaurant and its half dozen servers and cooks had managed to stay in business for 10 years by keeping politics off the menu. And she knew, she believed, that Sarah Huckabee Sanders worked in the service of an inhumane and unethical administration that she publicly defended the president's cruelest policies and that that could not stand. So it goes on to say that for, for moral and religious reasons, she wouldn't take money from somebody who works for an immoral monster. Yay, free market. Wow, and if it was an eight-person reservation, that was a good amount of their business for that night. So oh, we'll get it Yeah, and such stage. just such a small restaurant but you Very know cool. this this is the predictable fallout of the masterpiece decision they were all in love with it when it said it was okay to use your morals and your religious faith to discriminate against somebody you don't like who's gay but when it's somebody you like who's a lying liar then oh no then it's politics and you just need to keep your politics to yourself and give them food yeah so so you know the the part of me that's like well i i think that a public business should serve anybody legitimately you know i'm like well this isn't the greatest thing in the world and, and dino badala tweeted to to that effect today but the part of me who's had to sit there and listen to these fucking idiots crow about the big victory for religious freedom that Masterpiece was, well, fuck you. You just got it back in your face, assholes. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I like it. All right. So here, uh, here is uh, Ana Navarro on uh, CNN. What? Why is that one three? 
All right, uh, joining me right now is Anna Navarro, a CNN political commentator, and Jack Kingston, also a CNN political commentator and a former senior advisor to the Trump campaign. Uh, thanks to both of you for being with me. So, Anna, let me begin with you. You know, this uh, tweet from Sarah Sanders saying she was, you know, kicked out of that restaurant because she worked for the president. Um, this kind of in your face, if you want to call it, you know, backlash now. Uh, do you see this as a direct correlation, you know, to what is transpiring right now on the border? Or is this bigger um, potentially than that? Look, I think uh, this is something that's been building up for the 18 months that Donald Trump has been president. People have seen uh, this president lie and lie and lie and lie time again. They've seen him do outrageous, offensive things. Sarah Sanders, his uh, spokesperson, has become the face of this administration. And I think, you know, some people are offended by the idea of baking a cake for a gay couple. They find that morally offensive. Some people find the idea of tearing children away from their families and then lying about it morally offensive and don't want to be part of that. Yeah. <laughs> As is their right. <laughs> oh. You know, it's like it's I awesome. said, they love, they love the idea of discriminating against other people, they don't realize discrimination can go both ways. And so when it happens, they're like, you can't discriminate against me. I can discriminate against you, but you can't. How how dare you? So don't you know who I am? It, 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 this discrimination thing, let's just say, for example, when you bring up this question about, oh, they should have the right to turn down the service too because they disagree, whatever. All right, all right. All right. So let's just happen to say you're driving late at night, right? Blow out a tire, blow out two tires. You need a tow truck. Tow truck driver arrives, and he is, I don't know, just some other person that Trump hates. Could be, could be Muslim, could be gay, could be you know uh, Latino, whatever. And they happen to see a Trump bumper sticker on you, and they just go, "Oh, I don't think so. I'd love to give you, I'd love to give you some service, but uh, I'm going to take a moral stand and decline and leave you out here stranded all freaking night long because I'm the only tow truck driver in the county. If if you know you're like driving cross country and you're stuck in some backwoods area anyway <laughs> yeah watch how fast they'd freak out and go no you can't because <laughs> that's exactly what we're talking about you know if a firefighter comes to save you you know you're from a burning house or whatever blah 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 and they see you wearing a maga hat and they're just gonna whoa no i don't think so i'm just gonna turn around and walk away seriously yep. all right uh cut two it's a i think it's a difficult issue i feel uh very badly that her children, her family had to witness that. But I also think there's, look, you make choices in life, you'll make choices in life. And there is a cost to being an accomplice to this cruel, deceitful administration. So, Jack, how do you see it? Is this potentially just the beginning? I mean, Boris just helped recall, you know, for Homeland Security, you know, secretary. Um, you know, she got jeers when she was at a Mexican restaurant. Uh, Stephen Miller apparently just did as well. Now, Sarah Sanders to be asked to leave, reportedly by the owner of the restaurant. Um, is this an indicator of, of things to go to come that people are feeling, you know, emboldened to express themselves in this manner? 
Well, I, I think it's outrageous. I think it's rude. You know, I, I have been in public policy for 30 years and sat down with lots of people who have extreme philosophical differences about, and yet you have to respect them. And to have no respect for the uh, office of the press secretary of the United States of America just shows that this restaurant is just a, a you know, a, this person's a chicken, a little uh, pipsqueak kind of person that really probably has no right to be part of the public debate. Uh, in the likes of some somebody like uh, Sarah Sanders, I'll give. Uh, well, you know, remember in 2012 when that pizza shop owner refused Joe Biden service. Remember that? Yeah. And how he was worshipped by the right wing. Paul Ryan had him flown into a rally. Yep. But when again, when it happens to them. Mommy, <laughs> the big mean lip was what mean to me again. Go change your diaper and go back to kindergarten. Yeah, do as I say, not as I do. You know, it's like I said before. I, If I owned a business, I would say, no Republicans allowed. Sorry, you aren't a protected class, assholes. <laughs> Yep, no argument there. Assholes are not a protected class. All right, anyway, here is more from uh, Jack Kingston. An example, Fred. Yesterday, I had lunch with Rosa DeLora, who's a very, very liberal member, very anti-Trump member of the House, but she and I have a, a great respect for each other. We don't agree on a lot, but we have a good friendship. I think that what happens right now is there's a lot of misbehavior on both sides, a lot of uh, uh, rhetorical irresponsibility, and it leads to things like this. But far worse, frankly, was, you know, a little bit over a year ago when the Bernie Sanders uh, supporter decides to take matters in his own hands and does the, the hate crime, the ass assassination attempt on Steve Scalise at, at the baseball game. Um, so to me, rhetoric and both sides rhetoric uh, does have a cost, and I, I, I think that we... In All right, we're done with this fucker. Fuck you! Fuck you! He's comparing being denied service in a restaurant to... To being shot. Assassination? Okay. Fuck you. CNN, why do you let this fucker on your airwaves? F open your purse, pull out your balls, and shit-can him! Wow. Okay. I, I got nothing to say to that. I, it's just, you know, wow. It's anyway. a total false equivalency. So, oh, man, yeah, of course it on. is. Of course it is. And, you know, it's like I've always said, if you guys don't like being compared to Nazis, stop doing shit Nazis did. It's not that hard. We mm. know, we know what they did. We fought a whole war over it. So you just have to avoid those things. Yeah. Easy peasy. I mean, right? I'm yeah, not, easy. I'm, I'm not, I'm not I, wrong on this one, am I? No, I avoid doing those things every day. I don't know what's so hard about that. You know, it's odd. I've never locked yeah. a child up in a dog kennel. Now, I have felt like I wanted to lock a child up in a dog kennel, but I never huh. did. Huh. <laughs> Oh, I, you know, I, I've looked, you know, when Kai was here and he was getting into trouble around the house, sometimes he'd be like, 
really want to lock my nephew up in a dog kennel, but I can't. Because I, I know some dogs that are better behaved than some kids are. So. <laughs> yeah. Wh- but Wiz- hey, Wizzy, that's rest wrong, soul, and we don't was... do that. Wizzy rest, his, Wizzy rest his soul was much better behaved than any Republican. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, it's, uh, you know. And he was housebroken. And, <laughs> Silver linings. And, and, and trying, to, trying to say that, that Sarah Huckabee Sanders is a moral, upright, upstanding member of the community when she lies daily and, and treats belittles people, people with, yeah, and treats people yeah. with contempt. She's know. not. Well, well, you know, on top of that, she's up there. She's all pious. She talks about what a Christian she is as she freaking lies. And it's like, no, you cannot do that. Well, it's like I said before, if I were walking around and I, I walked past an alley where Sarah Huckabee Sanders was getting her lying ass beat the shit out of, I would uh, have to think about where I was going for dinner. Yeah, and and as, as John Fugelsang says and, and, and other people I've heard talking about this, lying is the same thing as murder in the yeah, Bible. Lying, there's no sliding scale yeah, there's for no, yeah, how, thank you. Yeah, how bad a sin is. That was just something developed by the church to by the Catholic Church to justify indulgences. Oh well, you know, yes, you stole, so that's one indulgence. But you, you committed religious genocide in the Crusades, so that's gonna be. It's gonna. There is enough money to buy your ass out of hell. No, well, no, religious genocide was approved by the Pope. He said yeah. you could kill heathens <laughs> and heretics. Right. Just as long as you didn't kill other Christians, you were fine. See? Well, uh, it depends on the Pope. There was one Pope that said, kill them all. God will know his own. Yeah, remember. Yeah. He and ordered course, his troops to kill the and Christians. Of course, yeah. And of course, there's Father Anderson in Helsing, who has no problem killing Protestants. Mm-hmm. I, 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 Michelle, I, I'm, I was not expecting that level of carnage in this anime series. I mean, oh, I, yes. Oh, I yes. knew <laughs> Father Anderson was a psychopath, but Jesus yeah. Christ. Oh, yep. shit. Now he's going to come to kill me. Even though I'm Catholic, well, recovering Catholic. Well, you know, there are evangelicals who would say that you as a Catholic are not Christian, so... Well, hey. but history sides with me on this. There wouldn't, be a, <laughs> there wouldn't be any other church if it weren't for the Catholic Church. So there would be the else... Coptic Christians. There would be the Gnostics. There, there were a few uh, un descended from the catholic church adam <laughs> okay um i i i told the jehovah witnesses today that i was a recovering episcopalian and the look of stun they were stunned they didn't know how to take that <laughs> <laughs> same religion half the guilt i've never heard that before i said just think about it same religion go, half the guilt all right let's yeah. get to this clip hmm. okay oh, Fred, but, but fred i also want to say though let's uh, you know we the three cases we've seen this week with uh, Secretary Nielsen, with what's his name, uh, and with, uh, I don't like to pronounce it, uh, and with Sarah Sanders, all involve restaurants, all involve outlets. And, and let's remember that there is a, uh, you know, a disproportionate amount of Hispanics, of Latinos, of immigrants that work in restaurants, particularly in the D.C. area, where there are so many uh, Central American immigrants. And look, this thing with the 
with the kids. This thing with the separation of the families has cut deep into the hearts of the Latino community. These are kids that, that look like us, that sound like us, that could have been us, but for the grace of God, that could have been me. So it, it's a very emotional time. Mm -hmm. You are asking people to, to serve. They have a conscientious objection. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to tell people, put your convictions away, put your principles away, and go serve them. Yeah. Yeah, I, okay. I agree. Yeah, no argument. Well, and considering what's been happening in the last week with these incidents where uh, people from the administration are being confronted at restaurants, as a restaurant owner, you almost might be able to say, it's a matter of safety for my customers that you not eat in my restaurant. It yeah. That I think they pretty much can deny service to anybody they want already, but you know, they, there they are places deny, that has, they, we reserve can, the right to, to deny service. They can deny service to anyone who isn't a protected class. Assholes are not a protected class. Yeah. So, so there you go. Yeah, no. but I'm just saying you could even make the argument that for the safety of the other patrons, you can't allow them to eat there right but they don't need that reason they can just deny it you know they can reserve the right to deny service they don't have to give a reason as long as it's not for a reason you know if you, the when you start giving reasons that's when they they start flagging out that protected class stuff but if you don't give a reason they're just saying hmm, not going to serve you although when you well, do give playing, a reason you're taking they're, a stance they're they're playing the victim mighty fine without no argument there. Oh, I know they're playing the victim, and the, more power to them. I that's love hearing their the, little crocodile tears hit the floor. That's all they got. Yeah, they, they they love to play the victim. They love you know when they're you know they they cannot accept that they're the victimizers. We're all supposed right. to victimize others. All right, sorry. Go ahead. All right, Time so we're gonna break. go. We're gonna go to break. When we come back, we're gonna talk about E three. Some great stuff coming out including we finally have a release date for kingdom hearts 3 it's about Yay. it's about fucking time that is oh. awesome quick question didn't yes what, what's what's kingdom hearts I, I... we'll talk about that later honey wait didn't you have something <laughs> from e3 that you were interested in you posted in the chat did i i, I talked about cyberpunk yeah. Yes, Cyberpunk. That's from yeah. E3. No, he was he was wondering what Kingdom Hearts was. Well, yes, I will explain Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> I know what it is. I think that's what E3 yeah. was. Although I could if you want me to. What's E3? Folks, you only rent co-hosts you don't own. <laughs> Break time. <laughs> or lease them, whatever. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. Living proof that you don't have to be crazy to host this show, but it helps. <laughs> Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert at Indie Media Weekly Radio.
is Indie Media Weekly, Extraterrestrial Radio. All the power without the tower. Get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. Listen to Paul's Memory Bank live every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. Your DJ, Paul, will serve up a mix of classic rock, pop, and novelty music all tied together with a weekly theme. That's Paul's Memory Bank every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern exclusively on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, Indie Media Weekly presents the Sci-Fi Double Feature with two old-time radio shows from the science fiction and horror genre. The Sci-Fi Double Feature every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. Hi, I'm Tim Cormall, host of The Tim Cormall Show. And I'm Joe Santorsa, co-host and head mechanic of The Clown Car Garage. Each week, our guests join a roundtable discussion of the political news of the week and peek into the GOP circus tent. And of course, no circus is complete without clowns. And each week, I inspect the clown car to see what obnoxious fumes they have been spreading all around the country. So join us each week. Admission is free, but just one word of caution. If you see the GOP clown car, get out of the way. They're terrible drivers. Hey, Joe, what was that? Uh, I think we just lost another clown car. Tune in for the Tim Coromall Show on Indie Media Weekly Radio, Mondays and Wednesdays at 8.30 a.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly Radio. IndieMediaWeekly.com Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. The ideal teacher, a man of grit and character whom none have the heart to kill. Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert at Indie Media Weekly Radio. And we are back. Join me as always, uh, the great city of Port St. Lucie, Florida, the rogue DM dungeon master or mistress is, is it master or mi- is it always master regardless of gender yes it's always dungeon oh what did I do what did what? I do Uh-oh. I don't I don't know you break something I think I did Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh this is weird are okay. we still broadcasting? Yeah, we're still broadcasting. It's just okay. weird. Yes, uh, it's always Dungeon Master. Okay. Just curious. Yep. Because Dungeon Mistress means something else entirely. <laughs> that That is true. And finally, out of Columbus, Ohio, sitting in for John Cat. <clears throat> thank you for joining us again. Uh, you're welcome, Adam. And because I was muted when she said it, um, Michelle, very, very true. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that, yeah. 
I can't, I can, this I can't deny. I, I believe Dungeon... You cut out. Their dungeon mistresses are fun, but in a whole different way. <laughs> can you still hear me? Yes, I can. We had a brownout. Oh, no. Power flicker, but apparently we didn't lose connection, so... We have backup power supplies, so apparently they held. Yay, money well invested. Yay. All right, so let's talk about E3. So, of course, do I, I don't really have to explain what E3 is, right, Miles? No, I know what E3 is. Okay, good. Well, for, for the audience, you might want to give them a brief synopsis. Sure. So That's E3... a flower convention. <laughs> E3 is basically the... the uh, why is my mic so? My mic's kind of on the weekend. Wow, uh, is basically the biggest video game convention in the country. It's where all the big developers bring what they're planning to to release within the next year or two, or in the case of Final Fantasy VII Remake, ten. <laughs> um, in in the um. As, as far as what E3 stands for, isn't it Electronics oh, and... Entertainment Expo? Expo? Yeah, entertainment. Huh? Michelle this dropped I... out from the yeah. power outage, but I didn't. Yeah, he he's on a different uh, level of the land system than I am. And uh, the power outage dropped me out. Yep. Interesting. All right, so we, we all right, so E3, yeah, and, uh, Electronics Entertainment Exposition or Expo, whatever. Uh, it's basically the largest, it's where all the big developer, all the big projects, you know, all the big game makers, Square Enix, Blizzard, am I missing? Zenimax. Who? What? Electronic Arts. Electronic yeah, Zenimax. Arts. BioWare. BioWare. Yeah. They, uh, they all bring, yep. the, like, game trailers and demos and, and stuff like that. Um... So some of the big news out of E3 this year, and I'll save the one the one I'm most interested in because I have to actually explain the miles what Kingdom Hearts is. <laughs> but some of the big news was um, they're gonna finally bring the enhanced version of Tales of Asperia, which was a an Xbox exclusive Tales of game. They're finally bringing that here for PlayStation Four and I believe PC. So that's exciting. I've been wanting to play Tales of Vesperia, but I'm not going to buy a fucking Xbox just for one game. Sorry, Microsoft. Assholes. Um, so that's exciting. And they also had the demo, the latest build, the latest demo for Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, which anyone who's listened to this program in the long term knows I am very excited for this program. I bought into the Kickstarter because I, I've always loved Castlevania Symphony of the Night. It's a great game. One of one of my favorite games of all time. And the guy who made that is making Bloodstain, and it looks amazing. And next Thursday, I get to play the demo. Well, it's not actually, no, it's, it's not a demo. It's a beta. I'm in the beta. Very nice. So that's exciting, um, and uh, you know this 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 game actually stars someone I interviewed last year at AWA, Erica Lindbeck as Miriam. Oh, okay. So uh, that's exciting, and you know, and uh, David Hayter is in this game. David Hayter, of course, the the voice of uh, Solid Snake. 
Okay. Um, so that's all right. So what else do we have? Uh, there was also the announcement of uh, Smash Brothers Ultimate for the Nintendo Switch, which is basically going to have every character ever in the Smash Brothers series. So Ice Climbers are coming back. It's going to have Ness, which is my Ness is my favorite character. Um, Lucas is coming back. Uh, basically, anyone who's ever been in the game ever is going to be in this game. So that's very exciting. That's going to be it's going to be a giant cluster. It's going to be a giant clusterfuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. As Smash Brothers games usually are. Well, yeah, but this one's going to be an even bigger one than than normal. Uh, it's going to be the ultimate one. Yeah, it's going to be. Yeah, I, I I would I wouldn't be surprised if this is the last one because um I heard the guy who who makes these I forget his name he's just not feeling anymore and i understand burnout is burnout is a real thing right michelle yes it is so i i understand uh, so i'm excited about that one yeah i'm bored um, <laughs> um uh, elder scrolls 6 elder scrolls 6 yes although yes. I, I i still i'm telling you this skyrim i bought like not even less than 50% off, right? I bought it for like it was cheap. That game's lifespan is insane. Yes. And it's Yeah, I still played it on fun. the console. It's yep. still fun. Well, I went with PC because that you can mod that. You can't mod console. Yeah, well I I did I bought it originally for the console just because I need another console game. What my, console my if I may was- ask? Uh, Xbox 360. Get out! This is a PlayStation yeah. household! Well, I have a PlayStation as well, but this is PlayStation 1. I kind of, you know, I go back and forth between consoles, but, you... but I'm, I'm not buying any more consoles now. It's all PC at this point. Uh, uh, <laughs> hey, I have a Sega Genesis with a, a, a CD-ROM player on it, and that's <laughs> See, Wait. Hey. See, that- I don't have the CD-ROM, but I have a Genesis, I have a Saturn, I have a Dreamcast. Is it, is yeah. it I'm Sega only CD- missing the Mega System. Is yeah. it Sega CD what uh, Lunar was originally released on? I have Lunar. Yes, I do. Okay, good. I wasn't mistaken. Yep. So, yeah, the PlayStation, the you know, the, the Xbox, uh, the Sega, they still all work. All hunky-dory. Did, did you mention um, the the gameplay trailer coming out for Last of Us 2? Yes, we'll talk about that because that is amazing. First of all, uh, people are freaking out because apparently they missed the first game where it was made pretty clear Ellie is gay. It was pretty clear. So they're freaking out because she kisses a girl in this trailer. And I'm just loving it. Like, some of them are saying, well, it's the end of the world. Wouldn't her self-preservation instincts kick in? <laughs> um, attraction overrides self-preservation. Well, uh, well, they're wrong about self-preservation anyway. They mean preservation of the species. Yes. yes. <laughs> and you can still... And again, attraction is much stronger than 
a an obligation to preserve the species. Humans are beyond the biological imperative. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. That's so I, I do not have any children. Yeah. <laughs> Single childless loser here. Even before I had made it biologically impossible for me to reproduce, I had made the decision I didn't want to reproduce. And it was something that I had come to because of the younger of my nephews. And not that he was a poorly behaved child or anything like that. It was just when I was in grad school, there were some times when I would sit for my nephew because I went to grad school at Ohio State. My brother and sister-in-law lived here in town and they needed somebody to watch my nephew. So I'm like, okay, cool. I'll, I'll bring my books and study and watch him and everything. And it's like infants, toddlers, they're constantly in need of you keeping an eye on them i could not handle that as I, a parent nope 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 i could <laughs> let me put it this way i couldn't raise an earthworm my i tell I my could brother raise, I, I could raise a child i would just go around the bend after about a year or two yeah i'm just too selfish with my time i want my husband's you know uh, concentration. I want my own time. I want to do stuff the way we want to do it. And I just, I kid does not fit into that mixture. Although nieces and nephews are cool because I can send them back. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I can follow them. So hey, <laughs> and I don't have to deal with the consequences. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the the gameplay trailer for Last of Us. Two looks amazing, and of course they're freaking out. Not only freaking out because again, you I I, I I I how could you play the first game and miss the fact that Ellie was uh, never mind. Um, they're also freaking out because apparently Ellie is the main character in this game, not Joel. And which which I'm fine with because Ashley Johnson is amazing oh, and yeah. really, really deserves it. <laughs> Hashtag cancel blind spot. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> no, she deserves that too. She deserves critical role, damn it. That's a nice little thing for her to distract herself from her other work, you know? Yeah, we need more female options in lead characters. A lot of games, you know, I, like in the, in the Witcher, I would have loved to have played a female version. But it's a it's a male only, you know, character arc. So, say lovey. Yeah. Right. All right. So, and of course, I I found uh, based out, and they also announced announced uh, Assassin's Creed Creed Odyssey. Where apparently you can, you know, romance people the same gender. And of course, this is freaking out the right wing, too. Oh, um, they're just crybabies. Oh. Mass Effect's been doing that for a while. Stop it. But I, I found this. No, was... no. The best part about it was the whole, it's not historical for oh, their to be. I've got, I've got the post. I was going to share it. <laughs> 
Yes, please do, because that was so funny. I laughed folks, my ass off when I read that. Folks, this is officially the stupidest thing to be posted on the internet ever. Okay, from Drew at Drew Harris 102, who was apparently so ashamed by this mind-numbingly stupid tweet that he deleted his account. Come on. So he says, this takes place in ancient Greece, right? The Greeks followed religious doctrine, so they would kill somebody for being gay. Therefore, if this series, which prides itself in its historical realism, apart from characters having an impact, is going to add this, it's wrong. To which someone someone replied, hold on. (laughs) LOL, you think ancient Greece wasn't gay. To which he said, again, Drew at Drew Harris 102, I know ancient Greece followed Christianity. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Apparently this guy apparently this guy studied ancient Greek history and completely glossed over Sparta, Athens. You know, Plato, Ma- Plato Aristotle. Aristotle. In other words, Mercury, he completely he completely glossed over ancient Greek history because and the, the Spartans when Christianity was meant was was created. The Spartans the Spartans were pretty gay. They, well, uh, in ancient Greece, being Christian, yes. not only do you have time. gay as fuck Hermes, but you have about a thousand other gods and goddesses christian <laughs> uh, zeus zeus couldn't keep it in his toga for ganymede and he was in, into bestiality so hey <laughs> yeah that is true a big move zeus fucked it. <laughs> it yeah i mean he was he was indiscriminate when it came to buggery but <laughs> Again, apparently this guy just glossed over ancient Greek history. He probably doesn't know who Homer is. He probably thinks he probably thinks Homer is the character from The Simpsons. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he deleted his account, huh? Good for yeah, him. Yeah, he, he deleted enough, his account. He had enough sense to feel shame. Embarrassment. I would, but I would yes. love to read the rest of this thread. All I've gotten is this one snapshot of like four comments because he doesn't know ancient Greece existed long before Christianity did. <laughs> so folks, yeah, that is the stupidest thing to ever be posted on the internet ever, for now at least. I'm sure someone will find a way to outstupid this guy. Just so you guys know, it's not a contest to find the stupidest person ever. Give it 30 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is from two weeks ago. Wait until Trump's next uh, obstructed bowel (laughs) move. All right. So, uh, we... (laughs) Thanks. Now I'm thinking about Trump's bowel movements, cat. All right. (laughs) Do we have the laughs out of our system? 
Yes. I'm good. For the okay. moment. <laughs> All right. So, so Miles has no idea what Kingdom Hearts is. Enlighten me. So Kingdom Hearts is a game series that is a collaboration between Disney and Square Enix. And my boss refuses to acknowledge that it's Disney because I'm not allowed to wear a Sora t-shirt to our Disney character shirt day. You're not allowed to wear a, a what? A Sora t-shirt. Sora is the main character. Okay. She she says when she thinks Disney, I think of Mickey and Donald. It's like Disney's kind of grown a bit since the old days. Person I who runs my store, I almost said her name. I probably should have been. A, you, yeah, you should be able to wear a Maximilian T-shirt. That would be like saying I can't wear a Gargoyles T-shirt. I should wear a Gargoyles T-shirt. That's too late. Wear, wear a Porg T-shirt. <laughs> Actually, I did pitch the idea of Princess Leia as a Disney princess, and it got shut down. Seriously? Yes! She's a Disney princess now. That's what I'm no saying! She's, you know, that's like Yoda's a, you know, and, and now that the Fox deal is going through, that makes Tim Curry a Disney queen. Oh, Yay! <laughs> All right, right so, up there with Maleficent and Cruella. Okay, hey, that is can, not good he, company for him. Tim Curry. Oh, right. no, he can give those girls a run for their money. I'm sorry. <laughs> In corsets alone, a, a lot better looking than Cruella. <laughs> All right, so Kingdom Hearts is an action RPG series that is a collaboration between the producer of Final Fantasy, Square Enix, and Disney. And the main character is a 14-year-old kid named Sora who wields a magical item called a Keyblade, which is basically a gigantic key that is used like a sword. Are you with me so far, Miles? So far, key, sword, go. Yes, okay. And silly, and silly shoes. And silly shoes, yes. Um, so... And, of course, you get summons that are classic Disney characters. Simba is going to be in this as a summon. Ariel from The Little Mermaid is going to be in this as a summon. And Sora's companions in this game are Donald and Goofy, with Donald acting as your mage and Goofy your tank. Are you with me still, Miles? I am. Okay, good. So, it's been... When did Kingdom Hearts 2 come out? uh 2004 i think so it's been it's been like almost it's been about 12 years and kingdom hearts 3 has been in development since 2012 if i'm not mistaken and they find kingdom hearts 3 did i say kingdom hearts 3? yes i said the kingdom hearts 3. and they finally announced kingdom hearts 3's release date is january 29th 2019 So I'm very excited. That's probably the biggest news at the, at the conventions. Thank God Kingdom Hearts 3 is finally coming up because I suspected nerds would have been burning shit down. No, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to the cyberpunk game that they kept rolling back and back and back. And that's finally look like, looking like it's going to be released. Yeah. Um, I think they had some footage from Call of Cthulhu um, that's coming out this year. Um, oh, 
but I yeah, like I'm I'm very excited, and that's why I wanted to wear a Kingdom Hearts T-shirt. I was like, E3 just happened. They finally announced Kingdom Hearts 3's release date. I want to wear a fucking Kingdom Hearts T-shirt to Disney Character Day. You should be able to. But Biata is oh shit! I'm about to edit that out. But my boss. <laughs> uh oh, naughty boy. But my boss. Biana. <laughs> but my boss is old. She thinks Disney ends with, like, Maleficent, who is also a character in Kingdom Hearts. Oh, and I love Maleficent. She's my favorite baddie. She is a, She was a really great villain. She turned into a purple and black dragon. Come on. A badass great. purple and black dragon. Yes. That breathes breathe green, green flame. flame. Fly, fly, yeah. Yep. yep. Um, I actually but, have the Maleficent Barbie doll. They made a Maleficent Barbie doll? Yes, they did, and like I have picture. it. Yep, she's gorgeous. She's up there with my Galadriel and my Legolas. All my, those are the only Barbies I own, but they were, you know, they're, they're my favorite characters, so hey. But yeah, so E3, I will say uh, there was no Final Fantasy VII Remake stuff at E3. My gut instinct is telling me they're going to quietly cancel the project. Okay. That suck. I I could be wrong. I'm just saying they haven't had anything at E3 for this for three years. That is not a good sign. Mm. Whereas Square Enix has had something for Kingdom Hearts, even if it was just like a demo, even if it was just a video or a movie scene, they've had something from Kingdom Hearts 3 every year. Cool. Okay. So, do you understand Kingdom Hearts uh, so far, Miles? By the way, Sword, Adam... key, shoes. Yes. By the way, looking at the uh, Kingdom Hearts Wikipedia page, it specifically states all characters and worlds original to the Kingdom Hearts franchise are owned by the Walt Disney Company. I, you know what? It's not worth arguing with my boss over. Besides, I, I found a, I found a T-shirt I like that has King Mickey from Kingdom. You know, King, it was just Mickey from Kingdom Hearts on with his Keyblade. I was like, oh, you know what? I am not gonna fight with her over this. But it's ridiculous. It's like saying we can do video game t-shirts, but you have to have Mario and Luigi. And only Mario and Luigi. Actually, I probably shouldn't give her ideas. Or or only characters from Sega games. Or only... Yeah. Isn't there just like a, a, a little small copyright uh, Disney symbol on these shirts? If they're official Disney property things? As so when you as... wear this and, and, and she says you can't wear that and you say, Disney, right there, see it. Yeah. As far as I know, all the characters, including the original characters like Sora, are owned by Disney. As far I know, as I was talking know. about the copyright symbol. But I'm not going to argue with her over it. I mean, I think it's a stupid argument to have. It said Disney characters. Now, if she said classic Disney characters, she'd have a point. But she said Disney characters. And so, like I said, it would be like saying I can't wear a Gargoyles t-shirt, even though Gargoyles, even though Gargoyles is a Disney property. Like I said, wear a pork t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, Michelle or, would kill me for that. Or, or anything from the black hole. Yeah. Yep. The Maximilian, that droid yeah. was badass. Yep. Yes, he was. <clears throat> and so, that is early Disney. So they... She, the first PG I, movie. Have fight that one. It's pre-1980. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I remember the Black Cauldron giving me nightmares. But I was Black young. Cal- cauldron? You Black Cauldron? Black Cauldron. That was a good movie. No, Black, Black Hole. Hole. We're talking right. about Black I, Hole. I know that, but I'm saying I remember the Black Cauldron movie giving me nightmares. I yeah, that was seen, creepy. Yeah, I haven't seen the Black Hole in a long time. I know it starred uh, Maximilian Schnell, whose version of Hamlet was done on Mystery Science Theater 3000. Well, there's there's also um, the original Freaky Friday with Jodie Foster. Yeah. That one uh, awakened a lot of things in me. When I saw it in the theater. Was, was Herbie Disney? Yes. Okay. And, and Escape from Witch Mountain. Yes. Here we go. All right. Uh, Kenny is old probably... Old Yeller. Wear oh. an Old Yeller t-shirt. Wait. <gasps> old Yeller is Disney? There you go. Yes. I didn't realize that. I'm pretty sure Old Yeller was Disney. Old Yeller was Disney. Yes, yep. it was. And then there are the old Kirk Russell ones like... Um, uh, the computer wore tennis shoes. <laughs> All right, we got to go. Um, yeah, Shaggy I put, dog. I put a picture of the Melissa Fent Barbie doll in chat and right. in the uh, Skype chat. So I'll dog, I can I'll, prove it does exist. I believe you. I'm not. I'm just. <laughs> uh, oh, that is beautiful. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she, she's great. I love her. And the box folds out. So oh, it's really nice. nice. All right, so we got to go to break. When we come back, we'll talk about uh, the passing of Coco and uh, some other science stuff. And I, I'll have to look at my notes. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. You didn't tell me he'd gone this crazy. He's really stepped it up a notch. Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert at Indie Media Weekly Radio. Show. Attention, people of Earth. What's going Attention, on there? people of Earth. Do not be alarmed. Stand by for an important message. Stand by for an important message. And now, Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. Oh, please let it be fantastic. Of course. Yes, yes, yes. It's rather good, isn't it? Hey, I'm just enjoying the show. Inconceivable. I can't take it anymore. There's no need for that attitude. Don't make me go to the larder and unseal a tin of whoop-ass. We came, we saw, we kicked it ass. How freaking cool is that shit? Great Scott. I reject the reality and substitute my own. Nice, right? I learned that one from you, guy. Bang it out. <laughs> 
We are going live. Yeah. Feel free to hang around for a while. Oh, God, this makes me happy. Sorry. And we're back for the hour. And we're back here for the final hour here on Mike Check Radio. <laughs> Join me as always out of the great city of Port St. Lucie, Florida. The GM Galaxy Master, Miles Lagon. I'm sorry. <laughs> Hi. And also joining us out of Port St. Lucie, Florida, the Rogue DM Dungeon Master, Michelle. That is me. And sitting in for John, joining us again out of Columbus, Cat. Um, would this be where somebody would say dicks out for Coco? Don't encourage John, please. <laughs> and fi- and finally out of Col- uh, no, not Columbus, Cleveland, Ohio, Mr. Kenny Pick, what's up? Not much. Sorry to be late. Uh, dinner was a little uh, postponed, so. But I'm well, here. Well, when I said finally, I didn't mean like finally. I meant like you're the last person I'm calling no. on. I I didn't think a thing of it. <laughs> uh, yes. At least uh, they served you instead of kicking you out. Yes. <laughs> this is true. This is true. So, uh, but then again, I don't hate brown kids. Yep. True. I hate all all kids. (laughs) What about about my obscenely adorable, tooth-achingly cute nephew, Kai? I just mean in general. Yes. And I support that. that, uh, Yeah. Realize that amongst this group, it's pretty much all voluntarily childless. Yes. Yes. No no incels in the lot. That, that, as I said before, I couldn't raise an earthworm. I freely admit this. My brother-in-law thinks I'm crazy for saying this. Like, he's like, how hard can it be to raise an earthworm? That's the joke! <laughs> That's the joke! I couldn't raise an earthworm! <laughs> well, I, I, I have some very exciting news. Oh, well, it's not that exciting, but it's it's kind of it's kind of fun and nerdy. Uh, went to J.C. Penny today. Uh-huh. Find myself some good shorts for the summer because all my I'm sick of my old shorts. They're kind of the they're a little too heavy. I wanted some lighter weight shorts, you know. And I went by their graphic tees, and boy, do they have some cool graphic tees. And I for seven dollars on super clearance, I lucked into a Black Panther shirt that I'm wearing right now. That is a uh, Jungle Action, the cover for Jungle Action number twenty three, featuring Black Panther. A charcoal gray shirt. It's so awesome. It, it looks Wakanda so good. Wakanda forever. I got, yeah, and I also got a really cool, like, kind of powder blue X Men shirt that has like the the logos in pink, and it has a magneto like front and center on it. It looks really cool. So oh, neat. I'm excited about that. And we got a squatty potty. Oh, oh boy! <laughs> what? Nice. It's a, a bench. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a it's a, it, yeah, yeah. We got we basically got we got the collapsible one. We paid five dollars extra at Bed Bath and Beyond to get the the collapsible one, so it's not always on the floor. We can put it under the sink. 
Yeah, I'm about to big, make a big bed, bath, and beyond purchase. I'm going to get some sheets from them. We got a 20% off your entire order coupon. And wow. I'm going to put that to good that's, use. That's good. Nice. Yep. Yeah, yeah we uh, we went in for one of those meat tenderizer mallets and yeah. came out with a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that store's addictive. It's evil and it's, it's, it's horrible, but it is addictive. Yep. Well, and you guys, I'll have to send a picture of the plunger that I got, but Squatty Potty also makes a plunger that looks like the poop emoji. Oh, no. <laughs> and I was like, Susan, I need this. <laughs> Please tell me she said no. Oh, no, we got it. We got it. <laughs> and also, uh, the because, just because, they had this, this uh, like, ceramic... Uh, big white elongated cat thing that, and I went up to it and I was like what is this and I thought it was like a little statue but behind it is where you store your toilet brush so oh, I yeah. got that too very cool so, so yeah, there's, anyway there's a zombie head toilet brush holder that I want to get from uh, Design <laughs> just because nice <laughs> nice yeah so again a meat tenderizer mallet and I got all that. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So just to bring you up the speed, Kenny, we talked about E3 last segment. I had to explain to Miles what Kingdom Hearts was. I think I did an adequate job. I, yeah, I'm pretty familiar with Kingdom Hearts. That's like that Disney game where they integrate a whole bunch of other characters from other franchises, right? Yeah, pretty much. Action RPG. Um, mm -hmm. And like I said, I'm so excited about Smash Brothers Ultimate, because <laughs> uh, you know Ness is back from our Earthbound, Lucas is back from from Mother Three. I'm I'm on board this game. Anyway, so um, not to mention a decent cyberpunk game. I cannot stress that enough. I have been waiting years for a decent cyberpunk campaign, a uh, game. Well, we'll see how this works yeah. out. Does the, is there a release yeah. date for that yet? Uh yeah, it's supposed to be later this year, I think. It's I... been pushed back so many times. I just want, I want a cool, I, I want just that, that gritty, nasty, you know, cyber psychosis, you know, type game. It'll be very cool. Great. All right. So, um, I don't know what else to say other than this week, of course, uh, we, we lost someone. <laughs> um, yeah. Coco the Gorilla passed away at uh, age 46. Wow. Which She I'm, was only a year year younger than me. I'm 12. Well, actually, she would have been 47 on July 4th. Yeah. But um, she was, of course, a... She was known mostly... Uh, oh, holy crap. Her name is Japanese. I did not know that. Her full name is Hanabiko. Fireworks child. And it's a reference to the 4th of July. Oh, That's cool. very cool. Wow. Yeah. And now you know. And knowing is half, half the battle. battle. And Addi knowledge is power. And uh, additional <laughs> knowledge acquired. <laughs> God, do we get enough 80s references in there? <laughs> There's never too many enough 80s references. Um, so Coco, of course, was known as a gorilla who learned sign language. 
Mm-hmm. Um, she was born uh, on the 4th of July, 1971. And she was the reason why they, you know, they decided to teach her was she had to be hand raised for some reason. Um, oh, she, she was, she developed some sort of life threatening illness that required her to be hand raised. And she was loaned yeah. to the doctor who, to the professor who taught her sign language, uh, professor Patterson. And eventually I guess it just kind of stuck Mm-hmm. Because they were pretty much together for for you know the entire time. Um, my my favorite thing with Coco is the footage of her and Robin Williams. Yes. Oh yes. That oh, was yeah. amazing. Yeah, and and, and he, I think he was almost as he was almost as hairy as her too. <laughs> well, he, he is a hairy hairy. Yeah, he, he was a hairy hairy man. He was a hairy man. Um, but. You know, here's here's the thing about Coco is that she she got people, normal people at least, to realize that animals have emotions. They they understand, they feel. She wasn't just a dumb gorilla. She was intelligent enough to comprehend human language. Yeah, because gorillas have been stigmatized so horribly uh, from the Victorian ages on up when they were first um, uh, um, discovered because uh, I, I just recently watched a David Attenborough um, a show called, uh, I don't remember, but he talks about curious creatures. He was talking about how the ape had been so stigmatized as a meat-eating, vicious killer, which was completely false. <laughs> Um, anyway, some other facts. She weighed she weighed two hundred eighty pounds, which is higher than uh, normal weight for a grill in the wild, um, which is on average one hundred fifty two hundred. But her mother was also a bit heavier than average as well, and so that's probably taken into account. Um, and forty, yes, forty six is past the average life expectancy of a gorilla. So. You know, she she lived the gorilla equivalent of a long, good life. And uh, according to this, she um, she knew more than 1,000 signs, including giving people the finger. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Wow, that's about 980 more signs than I know. (laughs) (laughs) Um. She and and it looks like that she, her she scored between a seventy and a ninety five on IQ tests. So, oh wow, nice. That's not she, insignificant. No, that isn't. So you know, like I said, she she completely disproves the idea of dumb apes. She was intelligent. She felt things. She she had she displayed empathy. She raised kittens. Kittens. You know. Uh, yes. She she met Mister Rogers and Betty White the Shat. Robin Williams, yes. Robin Williams. Well, we, I didn't feel it. I, I, you know, we mentioned him already. But I mean, he needs he needs to be mentioned more because their interaction was amazing. Oh yes, I mean, it's just Coco was yeah. a fascinating individual, and, and she was an icon. Yes, she was, and um, I haven't read anything about exactly how she died. I just know that she died in her sleep, and her death wasn't expected. It's not like she was in poor health. Um, 
but you know, like I said, she she was older than the you know she was outside of the average life expectancy of a Western lowland gorilla. And they never successfully bred her, right? As, they tried. As far as I know, no, they have not. Um, right. See. I know they tried, but it just wasn't going to happen. Uh, I I don't see anything about her about the you know I would imagine no they they didn't yeah they didn't breed her um, but you know it, it was just Coco was amazing and she's oh yeah Coco was was someone who was there my entire life you know I remember watching stuff on PBS about her as a child mm-hmm yeah. Yeah, we grew up with National Geographic specials on her and and stuff like that. You know, there was always you know something in the news in the in in the eighties at least. You know, there was something in the news every now and then that would you know talk about her. So the first I remember reading or hearing about Coco was probably from a weekly reader when I was in school, like about first or second grade which would be 78, 79, somewhere in there. Yeah, when I was growing up, we always had National Geographics. So I remember, you know, definitely seeing her in that. Yeah. Um, anyway, if you, you would like to, you know, if you, you believe in what um, Coco was about, which was raising awareness for gorillas, please consider... A donation to either the um, the Gorilla Foundation, which was founded by the person, by the uh, by the professor taught Coco sign language, or the Diane Fossey Gorilla Fund. I'd like to think somewhere Coco and Harambe have just kind of like did a fist bump, and now we're giving the finger to all the idiots down here on the planet Earth. There we go. Yeah. Coco was definitely too good for this world, especially after Shitler fucked things up. <laughs> oh, it's just going to get worse. Don't all of all of our public lands, and you know they've they've um, uh, rolled back all the wonderful regulations about that that they put into place after BP had its disaster. So we're going to have a lot of fun here soon. Yep. So. Yeah, Coco will be missed. That was really sad. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can remember her holding that you know that little gray tiger striped kitten, little little mackerel striped kitten. Mm. That was the most adorable picture in the world. But I have a soft spot in my heart for kitties. Well, yeah, I, mm. of course. Yeah. Fun fa- fun fact I... though, I've never I never shared this on the air. I was actually charged by a silverback at a zoo once. Oh. Yeah. You give him the stink eye. No, I didn't. <laughs> I was like 14. I didn't know I didn't know that sitting was a sign of power in gorilla culture. And I was just oh, sitting to catch I was sitting to catch my breath and all of a sudden there's pounding on the glass. <laughs> and I lock eyes with the, with this gorilla because I was terrified, and the Suzuki was like, "Oh, that's not good." That's yeah, your second mistake. Yeah, yeah. locking, locking eyes. eyes with yeah. him, locking because that's another sign. I, basically, 
basically Kenny, this massive gorilla, thought I was challenging him for dominance. You didn't smile at him, because that would have been strike three. <laughs> no, I, oh, yeah. I, 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 I was terrified. Okay. I was terrified. I, there was no smelling involved. Okay. <laughs> wow. Oh my God. Oh my God! Can you? I would have been. He would have broke. He would probably would have broke the plexiglass if I smiled at him. He's like, "Oh, that is it. He is." Yeah. <laughs> and that's Come how here, he died. Yes. <laughs> here lies Adam Hebert, age fourteen, killed by the gorilla he looked at. <laughs> my epitaph: wow. I sh he shouldn't have smiled. Yes. <laughs> Smiles could be deadly. Yeah. I like I said, I was like fourteen. We were just walking around the Denver Zoo back when we were living in Colorado Colorado Springs. I didn't know better. I wasn't trying to, to provoke the gorilla. I just need I just need the rest of my pudgy little Italian legs. <laughs> they should they should not play Put benches anywhere near the gorilla. <laughs> yeah, what's up with that zoo? You know that's not good, and you you, still, you put a bench near the gorilla enclosure. Wow. So what else? Fun we have? stuff. Yeah. Well, we're up against the break, and I figure when we come back, we could talk about. Uh, did you hear about the incels wanting to remake? The oh, last show. oh my god. <laughs> what yeah. do they want to remake? They want to remake The Last Jedi. Yes. They want to de girlify the galaxy. Because women mm. are icky. Yeah. I think they're all just afraid I, of women. That's their problem. I, I think they should work on a movement called The Last Incel. <laughs> yeah, because they need to go extinct. Well, they won't go extinct because women don't want to breed with them. So here we go. Well, and that's but that's the sad thing about it is if they weren't such fucking insane right wing bags of hate. Women they, probably wouldn't, you know, probably would be OK with them. Not only yeah. that, but if they knew how to treat women properly and realize that they are not property, they would get something. I am all for you know, the, the right wing sp wasting their money on a movie that will die or be ignored or whatever, rather than that mm -hmm. money going to po politicians. They're never going to get the rights to it. A boy can dream. They'll, they'll end up making some really, really crappy Italian knockoff like they did with the, the Star <laughs> Wars movie, that really horrible Italian <laughs> one or whatever it was. Oh, no, no, the you Serbian? know what it is. Not the Serbian yeah, film. Yeah, the, nope, that's the wrong one. Not Sorry. the Serbian <laughs> film. <yeah. laughs> no, you know what it'll be? It, it's going to be, you remember that uh, that early internet meme, the video meme of the kid with the, the broom in his garage? <laughs> oh, yes. It'll probably begin and end just like that. <laughs> oh, that was so good. Mm -hmm. I must have missed that one. Is that the Star Wars? Oh, you don't kid? remember that? It's like, yeah, Star Wars kid. I didn't. I thought that was with an actual lightsaber. I didn't know it was with a broom. No. no well, people see people like animated it. They they animated a lightsaber in. 
I don't know. I don't know if it was a broom or not. I'll, I'll have to look it up. But I remember it being because uh, Keith Olbermann covered on, on an early episode of Countdown. Hey, I like the lightsaber kittens. You know, lightsabers no, make was... lightsabers make anything better. Yeah. Right. Oops. Yeah. Oh, yeah. sure. Oops. Sorry about that. I was. I thought I just. I was like, "What's? What am I missing? What am I?" No, he just has like a big old broomstick or something. I'm watching the original one. They, but there are versions where people turn it into like a, um, who was the bad guy from the Phantom Menace? Um, Darth red, Maul. Red and black face guy. Darth yeah, Maul. Darth Maul. It, they gave him like a Darth Maul lightsaber in in some remakes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and that, that's yeah, the that's it. That could be their movie. I just we'll talk about that because that's just so funny. All right, I'll shut up. <laughs> you never need to shut up here, Kenny. Oh, come on. No, it's break time. I'm I'm forcing myself to shut up. It's all right. Well, unfortunately, things aren't work. There you go. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. The point I'm trying to make is that I am the most unpleasant, rude, ignorant, and all-round obnoxious arsehole that anyone could possibly have the misfortune to meet. Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert at Indie Media Weekly Radio.
Hi, this is Tim Coromall from The Tim Coromall Show, and you are listening to IndieMediaWeekly.com. Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. Well, hello there. This is Kenny Pick. Thanks for listening to Indie Media Weekly. Be sure to check out my show, Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, live every Tuesday and Friday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. For those who dare... Rick Beatty. And I'm Nick Sadler. And I am Jody Hamilton. We are From the Bunker. So we do a one-hour weekly podcast. Where we get to speak our mind about stuff from a liberal perspective. We will be on Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. We are so excited. If you don't have any right-wing friends, you'll feel at home with us. From the Bunker. With Jody Hamilton. Nick Sadler. And Richard Beatty. On Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. This is metal aficionado Kenny Pick. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, it's Gods and Monsters. Gods of Metal and Monsters of Rock, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Brace yourselves for two big hours of hard rock and heavy metal, selected from my own personal music vault. You'll hear classics from the extended family trees of Black Sabbath, Deep Purple, and Kiss, heavy metal standards like Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, and Dio. You'll get a heap and helping of power metal, speed metal, thrash, melodic, glam, you name it, it's here. Except death metal and new metal. I do not like that stuff. You'll hear guitar virtuosos and shredders from the Leviathan and Shrapnel Records catalogs. Rare gems from the new wave of British heavy metal. Some guilty pleasures in the form of 80s hair metal. And rock and metal from around the globe. Gods and Monsters. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. And I'm going to wind up soon, but not before I make a few strange noises with my mouth that will go somewhere along the lines of bingle bongle, dingle dangle, yickety doo, yickety da, ping pong, lippy tappy toot Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert at Indie Media Weekly Radio. And and we're back for the final segment here of this week's Mike Check Radio. What? You're Oops. listening to... I actually added that twice. <laughs> I was like, that's not that long. Anyway, we are back for our final segment here on Mike Check Radio. Joining me, as always, uh, the great city of Port St. Lucie, Florida, Mr. Miles Legon. Um, he's he's coming, coming back Hello. to the computer right now. <laughs> Hi, Miles! I'm here. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Welcome back. And also joining us out of Port St. Lucie, Florida, Michelle Legon. Hi, I'm here. Representing Columbus, Ohio, Kat. Hello. 
And out of Cleesburg, Ohio, the roar by the shore, Mr. Kenny Pick. Yes, I am here. And by the way, the Star Wars kid um, is now, uh, he's a Canadian law, it was a Canadian law student. And now he's the president of a nonprofit dedicated to preserving the heritage, culture, and history of Riverside, uh, Riverside French Canadian town called Trois Rivieres or whatever. I don't know how to say it. Good for but him. But anyway, yeah. I'm sure there's a final sacrifice joke in this somewhere. So I'll just say, I'll just say roused hour and leave it at that. There you go. Anyway, so <laughs> I'm loving the. Wait, no, I had it. Ah, there we go. Nerdist. Uh, this is coming to us from Nerdist.com. Thank you, Nerdist. <laughs> and <laughs> so a, a movement among people I assume are in cells to... They have their own Twitter account, remake The Last Jedi at RM The Last Jedi. They they start this by saying, Our team of producers is offering to cover the budget for a remake of The Last Jedi in order to save Star Wars. <laughs> because they're prepared to cover the budget to remake it. But let me guess, they're going to make a pitch for money. I haven't seen any pictures for money yet. Uh, share this and spread the word to let Bob Iger and Disney know you want this. This is the joke. We're ready to have the convo now. Hashtag. <laughs> Hashtag Star Wars. If there's one thing Disney's known for, it's buckling to pressure of fringe groups. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you guys got a real good chance at this. Keep going. Invests heavily. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> uh, well, you know, there's also a chance for there to be snow in hell. Yeah. Chance, yeah. Chance again, likely, hell. likely, no. Uh, so, you know what? I'm gonna go to the to the to the remake the last Jedi. <laughs> we will be consulting with Star Wars fans directly throughout the writing of the remake of the last Jedi as the plan is to make the make a version of the last Jedi that's as close to universally acceptable as possible. You'll never please everyone, but at least it won't be blasphemy. <laughs> it will only be acceptable to me if there's a lot of hot woman on woman action in it. I'm sorry. I just... <laughs> it's it's yeah. There's nothing to say about it. <laughs> I mean, sounds like a really crappy plan, like, but okay. Damn it, Kenny. <laughs> uh, sounds like a really crappy plan, but okay. I just think they have chosen poorly. <laughs> Quite. <laughs> You guys are. You chose poorly. One one guy said, "The last Jedi was a disaster. Disney would admit to it or accept it. A telltale sign of poor leadership. It made like a gajillion dollars at the box office. 
It's the second highest grossing film of all time. Yes, it was so... Oh, I'm sorry, that was Force Awakens. Um, Last Jedi is about sixth or seventh highest grossing of all time. Well... Um, So, so, such a failure. I, I gotta say though, I mean the the demand out there the the for for a, a remake like this. I mean there there are a lot of people interested in this. There's nothing wrong with it. There are dozens of us. Dozens. Dozens. Did that go through? Yeah, yeah, yes, it, it went did. through. I'm okay. just I'm just looking at some of these tweets. Uh, you, on the other hand, are willing to work with different people with diff- with people with differing opinions and want to make a production people want. I liked The Last Jedi. I don't want it remade. And it's not going to happen. Mark Hamill... <laughs> I hope they pre- approach Mark Hamill just so he could tell him to fuck off. Yeah, I mean, Mark and Hamill might dream- not be satisfied with everything from The Last Jedi... But he's not going to work with a fucking bunch of right-wing men's rights activists and incels to, to do this. I mean, hey, hey, guys who's who are interested in this, just go check out his Twitter feed. Yeah. Engurge uh, your feelings. I mean, yeah, you're right. Mark Hamill's not entirely satisfied with the film. I understand. But come on, we all know he's going to be in, in episode nine. Sure. You know, a good Jedi never, never dies. They fade away. Yes. And they stay around to bitch at you when you're doing something stupid. <laughs> like remaking The Last Jedi. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I... They're just whining. They want to whine. They want to bitch and moan, you know. And they... Uh, they are displaying so many characteristics that they would uh, foster off on other people. And it's just, it actually makes me kind of chuckle. And I need something to laugh at right now. <laughs> I really do. So, so I, I pulled up the all-time domestic gross list for um, from uh, boxofficemojo.com. Thank you. The Last Jedi is eighth all-time. It was seventh until Infinity War passed it, but <laughs> well, yeah, that's kind of to be expected. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was uh, sixth. It was sixth until Black Panther. Uh, <laughs> oh, M- Mark Hamill has already chimed in on this. Everybody. Oh, I didn't, I missed this. Oh, please, he, please. Does it involve obscenities? Does it involve obscenities? He sent out a tweet and it had a picture of Melania's jacket and he said, talk to the jacket. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. But yeah, Rianne Johnson tweeted up, please, 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 please actually happen. Please, 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 please. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. But I'm, I'm reading an article about it on the Mary Sue and apparently they, they said they, they they've already raised up to 85 million USD line through USD VRD very real dollars oh, wow. <laughs> uh, that were quote pledged by people as a joke. Um, so 
but yeah, the the Mary Sue article is uh, the, the this campaign to remake the Last Jedi is amazing for all the wrong reasons. Well, I, let um, me see this. I have... Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll post the link in the chat room for or uh, I'm not in the chat room on this computer, but I'll I'll get there. I'll get there. Uh, but yeah, the uh... <laughs> I've got I've got this is, this is fucking hilarious. I've got amazingly bad. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a reference here that only a few of us are going to get. But it's kind of like somebody sitting around in Crossroads chat screaming at the top of his lungs that nobody will give him any gold when he's begging for it. And the rest <laughs> of us are all just laughing at him. So, yeah, this is, that, that is how I feel about these guys with their remake. Yep. Yeah, they, they do that in trade a lot, too. Yeah. <laughs> well, this, this article by... This article is by Dan Van Winkle, and uh, the the sub the, the the byline on the the article is "Do or not do." Just putting it out there that "do not" is an option. <laughs> <laughs> so, and Seth Rogen is asking questions. Okay, so is someone actually investing money in this? How did you get investors without a script or stars or director or legal ability to make this movie? Those have been important elements in the past. Yes. Their response, is, it's a pretty right. solid brand, so that's how the investors know they'd have a good shot at making money. To get the legal rights, yeah. we would need a meeting with Disney. Disney you're, Disney's not going to sign over the legal rights to you dumb fucks. Hell no. <laughs> Seth Rogen engaged this group. Um, oh, and, he's amazing. And he says, yo, I'm very confused as to what your goal is here. You literally want to spend $200 million remaking The Last Jedi. And someone is giving you money? I don't get it. And the remake The Last Jedi responded, no, just spend, invest, good ROI. Return on, return on, on investment. investment. Oh, good return on investment. Okay. Uh, okay, is somebody actually investing money in this? And then he followed up, how did you get investors without a script or stars or director or legal ability to, to make this movie? <laughs> those, have, those have been important elements in the past. And they said, it's a pretty solid brand, so that's how the investors know they'd have a good shot making money. To get the the uh, legal rights, we would <laughs> just let me finish this. And, yeah. uh, but it says to get the legal rights, we would need a meeting with uh, Disney, which would require getting their attention. We got yours, didn't we? What did you think of the Last Jedi at Mark Hamill <laughs> or at Hamill himself? And that was oh. probably what precipitated the Melania jacket response. Probably so. Did you? Uh, up the last, the they released they they released an opening crawl for this. The last Jedi remix. I'm looking at it. Me and my, it. Do, do you want to do a dramatic reading of this, Kenny? Or uh, yeah, let me enlarge it here. <clears throat> oh, my, oh, okay. The uh, episode V I I I dot V. The last, the last Jedi Redux. Me and my friends are very upset, having ruined Rick and Morty. The SJWs <laughs> now deploy the ruthless PC culture on my childhood. 
Only the last Jedi remake stands against the rising tyranny, certain that Jedi Master Mark Hamill will return and restore a spark of hope to, to the fight. But we're all weird and smelly as the Feminazis <laughs> as the Feminazi speeds towards the rebel base, the brave heroes mount a desperate escape. <laughs> Who wrote that parody? Um uh, at Hard Drive Mag, it looks like uh, put it up. Okay. I had seen a different uh parody crawl than that one but that one's good too wow sorry all i can say is clap your hands if you want this incel travesty to continue give it life come on everybody you love this incel parody don't you clap your hands i'm sorry it's a tinderbell reference i'm I'm tempted to clap my hands (laughs) just so i can watch them humiliate themselves things i will fix in the last jedi one lay and holdo kiss Two, Luke, more crotchety. <laughs> Kylo, three, Kylo Ren and, and Ray sing a funny duet about becoming friends in their mind link set to a montage of Ray pissing off the nuns. <laughs> Four, Kylo Ren actually never wears a shirt now and is whiter every scene. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Uh, I, I too want to remake. Th- I'm sorry. Go ahead. I too want to remake the Last Jedi, but just to add a scene where Poe kisses his boyfriend. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mystery Science Wait. Theater, three thousand royalty. Bill Corbett. I will donate one thousand dollars if you let me play Snopes. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And um, uh, there's another crawl here, a little one. I I, I don't know if if when he, I don't think you guys just read this. It says the last Jedi remake. First of all, there are no women, and for secondly, Luke is awesome and sometimes does swears. <laughs> <laughs> he has probably seven girlfriends and only makes his bed when he wants to. <laughs> oh, wow. So, uh, yeah. The, all that this from that the was the one that I had seen. <laughs> there you go. All this from the rebel basement. So, uh... <laughs> you know what? Get you it. know what? I'm going to be a sport rebel about base. this. I'm going to be a sport about this. I'm going to invite these people on the show. <laughs> we're, we're nice people, aren't we? <laughs> we can at least hear them out. Invite the incels? No, in- invite the so... people who want to remake The Last Jedi. <laughs> I, I love that. Not incels? Well, they are, but they're not all incels. Okay. I, I love that um, Bill Corbett said Snopes and not Snoke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that was intentional or not, but it's it pretty was hilarious. intentional. <laughs> I, I I look. <laughs> Snopes. <laughs> That's the enemy of the right too, Snopes. Yeah. yeah. Because, you know, truth, truth and stuff. Truth is the Republicans. Oh! Truth is the vampires. I'm wrong. I'm sorry. My, my brain no, went yeah, to Snopes. Yeah, Snopes. Snopes.com. Sorry. No, my brain went to Snopes. Not a problem. 
Yeah, we had just recently finished watching the Harry Potter series. So, so um, <laughs> apparently at some point earlier today, Frank Conniff uh, chimed in in response to remake The Last Jedi's tweet that anything can happen. Frank's response was, except a remake of The Last Jedi. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And considering how Frank feels about The Last Jedi. <laughs> yes. He is not a fan, but... Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah, they, I love this article, too, because uh, it's, uh, you know, where, where they're talking about the, the VRD, the very real dollars versus U.S. dollars. It says, what's the exchange rate of VRD to USD? And then they put a meme. They put a meme of from the office of Stanley, and and it says the same as the ratio of unicorns to leprechauns. <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful. But but I guess their leprechauns are all small leprechauns, not six foot uh, plus leprechauns that have really bad luck. Yeah. But yeah. So so it looks like that these people suffer are suffering from delusions of adequacy no just delusions period and and i heard this i heard john mention this on his show earlier this week but it's also on his twitter his response since you know he was on this show to discuss the movie i figured it appropriate now the incels can have their all-white, all-male The Last Jedi featuring Scott Baio as Finn, Ray, and Leia. <laughs> uh, oh, boy. Yeah. Well, he's actually got an in with Mark Hamill, so, you know, John, you, you don't mess with the John. Yeah. Sorry. John and Mark are pretty good friends from what I understand. Oh, Yeah. Mark actually invited John to bring his son to meet him. That kid is lucky. Yes, and and all he could talk about was Chewbacca. Mark Hamill or <laughs> Wow. No, say, the son. No. The Henry. Son. Henry. All Henry could talk about was Chewbacca. He's like, you know, Chewbacca does this and Chewbacca does that, and to Mark uh. Hamill. <laughs> yes. Uh. I'm sure it's not the first time that he's in, he's run into this. Mark Mark Campbell's a good man. I, I think he can take it. Yes. You know, I, I'm just wondering when John's going to introduce Henry to Batman the Animated Series and blow his mind by pointing out Mark Campbell is the Joker. <laughs> Let's see. Henry's six now. It's yeah. probably a couple of more years and. In- the future yet well yeah although fun i was actually last night was um i was actually watching some of the more joker centered episodes of batman the animated series including the one do you guys remember the one where uh the pudgy orange-haired guy cussed out the joker and had to do him a favor Mm, well Mm. it's like this when batman the animated series was on i was busy with this thing called college right right i was the only person who was actually <laughs> yeah. a child at the time yeah 
I mean, my roommates would sit there and watch it, but I had my nose pressed in a book because I wanted to try and graduate with honors. Silly me. (laughs) Hey, I don't know if uh, anybody uh, saw this news, but Tom Holland uh, spilled the beans on what the title is for the new Spider-Man movie. Yes, I saw that. What is the new Spider-Man movie? Spider-Man. The new next Spider-Man film will be called Far From Home. Uh oh. Was that intentional, or did he actually kind of just let it slip? Spoiler alert! Uh, they're pl- uh, they're playing. I think they're playing it off. Oh, okay. As as an accident, you know, but because I think it, they're kind of riding that shtick of him being bad at keeping secrets. Oh, you know, no, that's not a shtick. So. That he is bad at secrets. So is Mark <laughs> well, Ruffalo. So. <laughs> yeah. so the worst. So. <laughs> But uh, well, yeah, I, I, he is. He is. But I think that they're they're kind of yucking it up. At, at, you know, kind of okay. a little self-deprecation and in, in implying because he's holding up like an iPad with the with the the title for it. Yeah, okay. that was that so was they let, they let him do it in a goofy manner. That's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Because well, Spider-Man it, uh, is he... far from home at the moment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, he's far from alive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers. Yeah. No, but I, I do like Tom Holland as Spider-Man. Oh, I, I really am enjoying this this version of it. I'm, I'm I can't even tell you because when way way back in the archives on Mike Check Radio, way back when old man Rob Poole used to be on the show, um, we uh, we were talking about all the different people who were up for the part. And when I saw Tom Holland's uh, credentials, th- that he was a, a, a dancer, that was like, yes, cast a dancer as Spider-Man. Yeah, that he has is moves. perfect. Yep. You know, he's young. He's a dancer. You know, he it, it's gonna he's going to look more natural in the costume uh, than Tobey Maguire or um, the other, other guy. Andrew Garfield. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Yeah. So... And uh, and yeah, I, I mean, he, he, you know, he's more Spider-Man than I ever could have hoped for. Oh yeah, yeah he's he's been excellent in the films so far, and he's got mm-hmm. such a great personality too. When I ever see him in interviews and stuff like that, he's really down to earth and a lot of fun. And when he told that story about being in class and saying, you know, I'm 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 Spider-Man, oh. and the girl gets like, oh yeah, right. <laughs> But I gotta say, I watched a video of him eating American snacks, and he said root beer was disgusting. So that's bad marks there. Well, root beer is not that's, necessarily that's American. <laughs> However, our root beer is a lot sweeter than the British root beer. I love a British root beer. I love that that really tart, uh, almost sou- um, uh, you know, lip puckering flavor that the British root beer mm. does. Ours is way too sweet. Never had one. Well, yeah, at, yeah. Le- at least Tom Holland can say how well he impressed Madonna with his dance moves. Oh, that was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that was a flop. I missed that way. one. It's a, it's a, on a, um, what's his name? Graham Norton interview. Uh, Tom Holland tells about how he went to a party and, and they were they were like, hey, that's Madonna. And they 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 talked him into going over there and meeting her, and 
And one of Tom Holland's friends was like, yeah, Tom's a really good dancer. And Tom wanted to just dagger shot out of his eyes at this friend. And Madonna's like, really? And so Tom took Madonna out to the dance floor. <laughs> and normally Tom Holland does all these choreographed things, but he had nothing. <laughs> so she's just... It oh, Michelle, I think I want you to read the the uh, this story headline here. I put Uh-oh. it in the chat room. Okay. Go click on that. Here we go. And read wow. that. Read that to everybody. David Lynch hints he's interested in a Twin Peaks season four. Oh, yes, yeah! please. Yes, please. Please. Ooh. Oh, my God. I yeah. would love that. Yeah. <laughs> Because we can get Jody back on the show. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, this is... uh, um, But it says, as reported on uh, by Twitter user Scott Meisner, Lynch was asked at a recent Q&A if he uh, has more stories to tell surrounding Carrie Page, Laura Palmer's doppelganger, who was introduced in the third season. Uh, he said, it is calling. Uh, he said, it is calling. <laughs> <laughs> but there are a lot of disturbances. Um, Lynch reportedly responded in a typically cryptic fashion for the reporter. Uh, but he said, it's calling. So, yes, please. More Twin Peaks. More Twin Peaks. More Twin Peaks. Probably Jenny. wouldn't come out until 2025 at this point. You know, he, he, he has writer-director on his credits. Shouldn't he also put actor? Come on now, really? I'm a humble guy. Yes. But he is, you know, that'd be great. I would so much want yeah. that. Yep. That would be magical. So just out of curiosity, before we start winding things down, has anyone here started watching Luke Cage Season 2? No. Nope. It has been mentioned in this household. We haven't seen finished season one. Yeah, we've got to finish season one. We are debating between that and Full Metal Alchemist. I am thinking of going with Luke Cage, just because. Wait, 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 wait. When you say Full... Are we talking about the original Full Metal Alchemist? Yes. Yes. And when are you going to get the Brotherhood? Um, After after the original's done. We just finished Supernatural. Which I insisted upon. Wait, 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 wait. You still haven't finished Fate Zero yet. Yeah, we, we finished the first season. Yeah, we finished Fate Zero. Yeah. Wait, you did? Yeah. Yeah. You never told me that you got to where yes, Saber. Did. No, you didn't. You never said you saw how Saber's noble phantasm was revealed. I'm pretty sure we told you we finished it. That's not, that's not quibble. Go on. Okay. This is not interesting to the audience. <laughs> <laughs> um, apparently, people are saying because um, Finn Jones get apparently guest spots in, in a couple episodes, and they're saying they like the direction the character is going. Cool. So that's good. I still, like I said, I still think that maybe down the road they should seriously consider a heroes for hire. I think, I think Finn Jones' character portrayal of of iron fist is good you know barring a couple adjustments that needed to be made but i also think that iron you know that as as he's portrayed iron fist kind of you know is best with not as a solo person but paired up with someone 
So I think I, I really think a Heroes for Hire ser- TV series should be seriously considered. Yeah. Um, on another front, have you seen the 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 tr- the, the original episode of the Ray, the animated series, on CW? Not me. You should. It's got Matt Mercer in it. Adam, he does okay. several of the voices. Um, and what basically, it's the Ray. R- Freedom Fighters. A Y. Yeah. The yeah. Ray, Freedom Fighters, it's DC. Like a ray, ray of light. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's got Matt Mercer. He does uh, several of the evil characters' voices. <laughs> Basically, it's, it, it starts off in an alternative Earth where Supergirl, Arrow, Flash, and I forget the other one. They're all evil. They're, they, they, they're supporting the Nazis. The Nazis won World War Two. Yeah. On on Earth X, and Supergirl is now like she's not Supergirl. She's Ultra, something. I forget what her name is. Uber uh, is it Uber? No, or no, no. I can't remember. Overgirl. Overgirl, or Overwoman, or something like that. Yeah, she's yeah. she's actually leading this group, and you know, uh, a Green Arrow is this evil Archer now, and Flash is evil, and they're just they're part of the Nazi party. And it's about these freedom fighters that are trying to fight them off, and shit happens, and it becomes cool. So look look that up. It's on the CW. You should be able to on CW now or whatever it is. It's a free streaming service on Roku. You can probably get it somewhere else as well, but it it, it is really neat, and I enjoyed it. It's cool. just one episode, but it's a lot of fun. And it, I, I, I'm a big, I, I like DC. I'm a more Marvel, but DC, than DC. But I like DC, and I like DC when it's been, when it's new and fresh. So. Well, I gotta tell you, I'm, I'm kind of sick right now about uh, the DC movie franchise. It's like, could they please learn from the television franchise? Yeah. You know, get somebody, get some people from the CW to help out with, with these flailing movies. I'm, I mean, I'm hopeful for Aquaman. I'm really excited about the Wonder Woman sequel. Um, I want to see Shazam. Um, but now they're talking about, oh, well, Martin Scorsese wants to make a Joker movie with uh, Joaquin Phoenix, and it's not part of the DCEU. But then they're also developing a Jared Leto Joker movie. And it's like, what the hell are you doing? Well, the concept for the movie was uh, uh, William Dafoe. And he looked amazing. Yeah, I think I've seen concept art for that, too. But, you know, know, what's funny is they're like, we're going to do a... a Jared Leto movie that's unrelated to the Joaquin Phoenix one, and and they're both the same exact age, but the Joaquin Phoenix one is an origin story. Yeah, no, they need they need to get their shit together. They need to uh, do it cohesively, and they're not. I mean, there's been so many movies announced by DC over the last five years that they're going to make, and I mean. How many has Marvel announced that haven't been made? Like one, the Inhumans. Then they put it on TV and it sucked. And yeah. it, you know that's the one thing they want you to forget about. Have you um Have you seen Gotham? I watched the first couple seasons, but I'm honestly I'm I'm kind of burnt out on superhero TV shows. Yeah. I I they just don't hold my interest anymore. That's fair. But 
a nice job with it. The or, or the origination stories of the characters was beautiful. I, yeah, but... I agree. I, you know, it's just I just you know the, it just got to be too much. Uh, you know, and um, and I just uh, just couldn't couldn't keep up. It was it was far too much. Yeah, we haven't watched oh. the latest two seasons of that either. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but they did a nice job, which is which is cool. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I think at, at one point there'll be such a big backlog of superhero TV shows that I haven't watched. At some point I'm gonna get a bug and I'm you know, I'm gonna be like, All right, I'm gonna binge this whole series. I'll like binge seven seasons of the Flash or you know, or whatever. Yes. <laughs> so but yeah, I'm just, you know, so I've been watching superhero TV shows since Smallville and, you know, and I just, I, I'm just, I don't know. I, I just yeah. can't do it. And I've, ne- I've no. never even watched Legends of Tomorrow. No, I, I, I fully understand. I, I, I tried watching <clears throat> Legends of Tomorrow and I, I just like, I can't do this. I enjoyed, mm-hmm. I enjoy Legends yeah. of Tomorrow. Well, you know, I pretty much stopped like everything except... I, I was watching the Netflix series. I'll pro- uh, Daredevil to me is it's totally a different flavor from everything else. So I'll probably watch season three when it comes out. But um, but like I haven't watched Jessica Jones. I haven't watched Luke Cage. Um, you know, I stopped Agents of Shield after like halfway through the first season. You know. Yeah, we did too. So. Uh no, we actually made it through the first season. Oh, though. we did. Okay, I thought we stopped like uh. just. Oh wait, no. There was that epic battle. Yeah, I remember that now. All right. All right. Uh, before we start to to wind this up, I just figured I'd share some more good news. This is very good news. Uh, according to a new CNN poll, a staggering forty-two percent of Americans now support impeaching Trump, and and this is before Bob Mueller issues his report and before the media figures out what Michael Cohen really knows. Doesn't mean a thing. Ooh. Doesn't mean a thing until the Senate and the, the Congress can get behind it as well. We're not getting enough from I the think, Senate. I, yeah. I think I think Schittler will find pitchforks and torches very persuasive. Well, I, I, I hope he resigns then. I, I hold don't out no hope for it. Yeah, I, I don't hold see out that no hope. Yeah. His ego I think, won't let him resign. I th- the only way I can see him getting him is you go after his kids. Now, well, here's the thing. I think he would resign if there was a way he could paint it as a victory for him. That's the only way he would resign. You'd have to make it painful enough for him to want to resign in the first place. Yes, but he, want... he would also need a way to be able to say, ha, 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 I win, you lose, na, 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 na boo, boo, stick your well, doo-doo. that's his problem. I still want to inflict the pain. I want Ivanka goes on, Johnny yep. Jr. goes down. Eric? Eric has a problem as well. If they if they're all in cuffs, but on state charges, yep. Kind of like the whole current situation with the Trump Foundation case. Yes, state charges. Damn it, get those state charges in there. Because that he can't pardon. No, he can I don't try. Care. I don't care if Trump makes it look. I mean, I don't. You know what? Take it. No. I'm pretty, inflict the pain. I'm pretty sure the New York State governor is not going to uh, uh, pardon those people. Nope. And I'm pretty sure the other states that have got charges up against them aren't going to pardon them either. 
and he can't pardon state charges. Okay, well, I was trying to bring some good news, but I think... Oh, it's good news. That's no, just... it's okay. Yeah. It's just hard. We know how crappy this Congress and Senate are right now. Well, no, we're no. not going to get impe enough. Even if we win the Senate, we're not going to have enough to impeach him. I'm we have enough that. to impeach. We don't have enough to convict. Thank you for the, for the correction. I appreciate that. And the problem is... If you impeach without being able to convict, you risk the GOP rallying behind him the way the Democrats rallied behind Clinton in the 90s. America loves a winner. Wrong and strong. Well, that's this has gone again depressing. Yeah. <laughs> It's okay. I like the way that it's just really lighting a fire under the left as far as mo motivating them to vote. So, to me, that's the silver lining. All right. I don't well, even... I, as long as we get control of one of the houses, we can really just shut him down. I want yep. the Senate. I want the Senate so we could basically... Agreed. Sit, I want the Senate so we... I don't care about the House. Well, I, I do, but I'd rather have the Senate just so we can say... Yeah, those judges you want to confirm, not going to happen. Yeah, I know. The damage he's doing with the judges is, is really bad. Yeah. Yeah, well, and where the uh, Senate is concerned, there is a little bit of good news with that because um, Tester is ahead right now, Manchin's ahead. Um, the only Democratic incumbents that are trailing in polling are Nelson and, uh, let's see. That's because we have Skeletor running against him down here. How yeah. the fuck did Skeletor be beating Nelson? It's a, we got stupid people here in Florida, Adam. You have to understand Because that. I'm evil is why. Yes. <laughs> but how far? Are we talking like a point within the margin of error? That one, that one is close. The other one that I had read about was a little bit um, more problematic, and I forget offhand which state it was. Yeah, it, it might have it might have been North Dakota with Hike Camp. You know, uh, like, uh, yeah. I, I had been looking at a uh, 538 post that had all kinds of uh, information about the different Senate races. It's 15 after. I know, yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, um, if we, we're, we're looking like we might be able to swing a few of the Republican seats so we might get a majority even if we lose a couple of seats, but it's going to be a difficult uh, fight. we got to get people out to vote. That simple. I got and nothing. And Florida's so important, so. Oh, God. I can't believe these people are going to do this to us. All right. Well, that's it for us. Does anyone have any parting shots, Miles? 
I got nothing. I, I thought that's what you meant, but I wasn't sure. Michelle? Thanks, everybody, for being so um, considerate about my, my kitty being gone. Um, our other kitty's looking pretty bad at this point, too. So uh, thank you, guys, um, for being so nice and, and supportive. I really appreciate it. Right. That's it. Anytime, um, okay. Anytime, Michelle, you know that I'm always sending you, um, psychic hugs and everything to keep you, uh, keep your spirits up. And, and as John told you on Wednesday, don't give up. (laughs) No, I'm not. I'm not going to. uh, I, I know that's what you told him. So, but you know, just reinforcing it even even john who knows you is uh in your corner so and by the way i always love when you call into the show i wish i could call in the one time that i was gonna call in uh when i was going down to visit my parents a couple of weeks ago they they shifted away from what I was going to call in about so quickly. It was like I'm not even going to bother. Yeah, it can be it can be pretty mercuric on that show. Yeah, especially the last hour. <laughs> yeah. All right, Kenny, you got anything for us on the way out? Well, I'm really sorry uh, you're going through this, Michelle. You know, um, I'm a cat dad, so I I get it. It's tough. It's really tough. It sucks. But, um, but yeah, you're, you're, you, you are both awesome people and, um, I know you'll help one another get through edit this and, uh, let us know if there's anything we can do for you. So, yes. uh, other than that, I don't, I don't have anything else. All right. Well, that's it for us then. Everyone have a great week. We'll see you next week. Uh, we still got, we still have to make time to do our fake Criswell predictions. Let's do that sometime soon. And uh, maybe a comedy bit's coming down the road. We'll Anyway, we'll be back next week. Everyone have a great week and goodbye. Time for go to bed. Right, it is late. Shall we retire? Goodbye, my friends. Goodbye to you all. I'll never forget you. Live in peace. Goodbye, all. Stay happy and good luck. On our way to great adventures. Get out of here. Worm. Push the button, Frank. I'll get you next time, Gadget. Next time. Visitors, thank you for your attendance.